I just want to start from the outset to say that any decision we make today may change tomorrow. In order to have the best expert advice, we have commissioned... Supercoach 360. <laughs> the time's going up. It's recording. And now, ladies and gentlemen, time for the show. Mate, 100%. We need to find out why they think it's okay to say anything. It's certainly one of the greatest challenges in the history of the game. That's what they want to try and do. Megastar to megastar! In this regard, we're leaving every option on the table. Excellent. Oh, what was that, something special! You know what? Uh, that's not talent. Oh. Supercoach 360! The best way to handle these things is to stay measured, stay calm, you know, live your life as normal. Unless we start finding it off the people... Who actually Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. G'day, what's going on? Welcome to Supercoach 360. We were having technical areas. I don't know what you're talking about. They're called it's- errors, bro. Yeah, I know. Bugger, you picked up on it, which means they did too. Errors, not areas, but hey, whatever. Anyway, what's going on? I'm Juzzy. You're listening to Supercoach 360. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening all season. You absolute legend. Give yourself a pat on the back, a little bit of a clap. Go for it. You deserve it. Congratulations. You've had a fantastic season. You're awesome. And if no one's told you today, just keep it up, buddy. All right? Um, Thank you, fans. I'm joined, of course, in the coach's box by my faithful companions. We got Bergs, we got Con, we got Guy, and da 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 special guest, Mr. Tim Moody, coach of the Villy Army and number one super coach champion for 2021. How you doing? Yeah, Tim. Thanks so much. Hello, boys. Hello, boys. Big fan of the show. Obviously, got an opportunity to pop on with you last year, but um, yeah, been uh, watching you uh, religiously this year as well, probably even more so. So thanks for having me on. I'm definitely doing the rounds at the moment. Um, I'm pretty sure um, Dancing with the Stars are probably going to be called <laughs> for next season, but I guess we'll just enjoy the attention while it lasts for 15 minutes of fame. <laughs> nah, good work. Good work, man. Like absolutely killed it this year. You did really, really well. Saw your article in the telly, repping the Panthers, got your jersey on, rocking a big old mullet because, hey, why uh, – why or break not. stereotypes? Yeah, exactly. That's it. You give people what they want, you know? Yeah. Um, mate, absolutely killer season. You did really well. I also saw in that article, you're not even going to keep the money. Yeah, um, let's not make a big deal about that. I feel like there's been so much fuss made about that. And, um, yeah, for me, it's not a big deal. Like, it's um, – my sister's unfortunately going through um, just being diagnosed with cancer. So, she's got um, surgery tomorrow. She's got chemo in the upcoming weeks. So, for me, I just wanted to – be able to use this opportunity to make her circumstance a bit easier for her. But yeah, for me, it's not a big fuss. A lot of people are really sort of... Um, no, but to you, it's not bad. But to everyone else, that's a fucking gigantic effort and a really, really fucking gracious move to do that kind of shit. Oh, I appreciate that, man. I do, I do really appreciate it. But like, I mean, I, for me, like my sister's just like, you always been there for me. And yeah, it's very 100%. important. So it's... For, People are making out like I'm sort of donating the money to, 
you know, some charity and just giving it all away. To me, it's my sister's just an extension of myself. So I just family like, first, right? I'm spending it on myself one way or another. So just, <laughs> there you go. That's a great way to put an incredibly like generous act into a very selfish life. I'm just doing it for myself, guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> nah, good, but honestly, good on you, man. I mean, I remember when we had you in the coach's box last year, but you were talking about your sister. You know what I mean? Like you guys obviously hung out heaps. I think you guys were living together at the time. Yeah, that- yeah, yeah. She um flew the flew the nest and um, got her own little place, uh, grew some independence, and I'm still at the at the pad uh, with the old girl. So <laughs> um, yeah, look, yep. family. So you're getting important. good feeds. So you're getting yeah, good feeds. Yeah, I get looked after. The clothes are all taken <laughs> care for and that sort of stuff. But um. Now for me, like it's it, like I live with mum purely because of um, you know, I love me mum, you know what I mean? And yeah, it's, it's her, so I w- w- wouldn't want to live him by herself. So um, yeah, me not being a married guy, it just made perfect sense anyway. Hundred percent. Yeah, fair enough. All right, cool. Well, um, yeah, man, you won. You kicked ass. You had a fucking rocker season, bro. Um, I mean, did, did you start strong? I had a great first week. Like I, I was 180th in the first week, which was ridiculous for me because like I'd only ever finished 700th overall once before and not very well ever before that, to be honest. So um, yeah, that was good. But then I sort of like fell back to about like 2000th or something a bit out of the picture a bit for a while um, over the next coming weeks. But I, I sort of in the middle season, I really sort of started to shoot up I just sort of of, around the buy period or yeah it was funny because i really planned for the buy periods but i didn't necessarily have good buy weeks like you can go back and have a look and i'll have more players than probably most but i remember there was a even in the second buy round i probably had three or four buy players the most but they outscored me i just got unlucky though like i targeted players that i considered somewhat keepers but they just like i think cody Nicarima might have been one of them, and he had his first poor score that week. So I got how we're in Ira. Well, I missed him. I had um, oh, Tohu Harris. I was tossing up between Tohu <clears throat> Harris and Corey Hawira and Ira, and I was going to get them both, but I was like, I'll get. I couldn't work out which one I'd get on the bye week and the one beforehand, and so I went with Tohu. But if I had, I went Cody. I would have. Uh, sorry, um, if I had, I went CHN. I would have got a little bit of niceness out of him he had some good scores there yeah i I think what what went for well for you in the buy round there is most people's buy plan and went to shit anyway like the people that we brought in for the buys didn't play or they were suspended or they they got origin or something like yeah and so the the buy period i don't think this year was as crucial as we all thought it was going to be yeah i think some people like sort of if you just bought a couple of them just before the buy round there was a good chance they were for the most part fit and available. So you've sort of made up some numbers, but if you'd buy planned quite a fair bit earlier prior yeah. to that, yeah. you might've lost a few on the way that you'd been planning for, and you might've only ended up balancing out pretty evenly with other people that hadn't planned as well. So it was a funny period. Well, I started tuning into your season like intently about probably about six, seven weeks ago. And I looked through your team and noticed you had, quite a few pods there compared to the rest of the top 10 who didn't have those pods. They were just stock standing kind of teams. And at the end of the day, I think that's what made the difference for you. Yeah, there was, um, there was several players that I think that just were kind of scary pods to own. Like 
Kikau. Kikau was one of them. You know, he was very, very scary. And I've got a very big emotional attachment to the big boys. So I, I hadn't planned on playing him. I'd planned on just sitting him on the pine and just being there just for emotional support um, for the guys, <laughs> you know what I mean? But when players got dropped out, you know, he got the call up, you know, it was his opportunity. And for the most part, he stood up, which was crazy. Um, there was I did notice, like, when he scored them 30s and shit, you had him on the pine. Like, yeah, you didn't play anywhere near your team. It was like you knew he was having a quiet. It was like he was talking. And he was saying, <laughs> I'm just going to have a quiet. I need to wait. Timmy, bench me. I couldn't be far. Yeah. And, and it was like, that's how this is. The this season was outstanding, bro. I, yeah, watched- no, I noticed that as well with kick out. When he was going with those big hundreds and shit, Timmy was playing him. And then when he had those low scores, Timmy wasn't playing him. Well, I was having <laughs> chats to him all the time. The only thing was he wasn't talking back. It was just that sitting behind you, bird, just looking at me. But I think, yeah, we all, there was some sort of, um, some sort of thing going on in the universe where my message was going through that um, big cutout to him and the rest of the guys on my team. <laughs> but yeah, I spoke to nearly all my players. Like before I'd go to bed and stuff, I'd be like, all right, Ramian, in the first game, you're just going to have to do it. You know, you're just going to have to rip and tear. I know you do it every week, but you're going to have to score this week. I need you to score. Yeah. Six is not enough. And he did that that week. I had a chat to him and like, that, but sometimes <laughs> it wasn't just a, a physical chat. It'd be more of a mental Lay down and just, kind of thing. Yeah, try and Plant imagine the them doing this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it yeah. quite hard? This is a, coming from me because I find this the most hardest. Is it quite hard to um, try and buy a player who you wouldn't necessarily go? Like, does your ego ever come into it when you're thinking about a player? Yeah. Well, like, ego is, I guess, not so much ego, but more. I've all in the past, like I've only probably played super coach probably towards the back of last year. I was just buying emotionally before, like I'd buy Corey Oates because I thought he was fun. You know, even when he was stinking it up, I'd always just get him and I'd have like players like kick out. I wanted him on my side just because Mm. I love him, you know, but um, yeah, I think like this year was just more just dropping that emotional side and just being like, I sort of said on one of uh, our podcasts, I think it was like a week ago, maybe. For- just just quickly, let me stop you there. What is your podcast and where do you come from? Just for the people oh, out the there. Super Cage Experience, uh, the boys out there, um, formerly known as the Mike and Sav Show, but now uh, the Super Cage Experience. Those boys are doing good Feature- things. You should get yourself a little featuring the champ at the bottom. Featuring the champ. I'm sure they'll be doing everything they can to plug my sort of uh, <laughs> thing to get some views and whatever they can. So, oh, so no, we, I'm mate. happy. I'm happy to be able to help them. Like that, that this is an, um, this victory is a good victory for them as well, because um, as, as many people may be aware and not many people might not be aware. I don't know. That really made sense, but um, yeah, I was just like one of those guys always messaging pages when I first started my couple of years, you know, like addicts and fanatics pages and, you get a couple of bullies sort of be like, as if you'd even think about, you know, be like, oh, so I shied away from messaging the pages. It's like, oh, I'm scared of trolls, you know, like, ah, so scared me. So I'd, I'd go and message, like, I found, I started listening to those boys. I just found, came across them first and listened to them. And because I don't understand the internet well, didn't really understand there was even many more out there. And, but those, those guys took the time to answer all my questions from even like 2016, probably up until about, 2020 i was still messaging them and then in about 2000 and probably i don't know 19 or something i became friends with them and hung out with them and then they invited me to um come on the show and stuff and so for me the super coach um community is a great thing like i've even grown more friends through you boys this year and got to know new guys a lot 
um, yeah. more. And well, we're in the THC Cup, and that like I've been following just about everyone in there because we're all in the same group and we have the chats like all the time. Yeah. And just it was just you know a phenomenal thing the group like the community is you know what I mean like the whole like you don't see too many people actually rubbishing each other or they're mm. quick to help someone out you know what I mean yeah it's amazing how supportive everyone generally is I mean obviously you get a little bit of the banter and banter's fun you know yeah. especially around a footy culture banter's fun but when it becomes you know if people are crossing the line and bullying people it sucks when you see that out there but yeah. um. But yeah, it's really great to see the amount of support, like particularly for myself when I, you know, encourage people to sort of change their logos. It was just ridiculous how you boys all did it, and and just all these other people that were just not even in, you know, that necessarily knew me, but just got around it, and I was, you know, really touching. Well, they don't. They, you know, what technically they do know you, Timmy. You know what I mean? Like you're on, you're on the show at least a couple of times a, a month. You know what I mean? And. and and people in the community do know you because you comment. You're not shy to say, hey, well, well, this is what I did. You know what I mean? I'm fucking up there. Yeah. And, like, granted, you went a bit behind closed doors probably for your own peace of mind towards the end there because, yeah. fuck, it would have been doing your head in, you know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't um, want to did, – didn't want to – you know, they say loose lips sink ships. I thought it would be absolutely detrimental if, you know, I had <laughs> so much respect for the guys around me that I thought these guys are going to be smart enough to be able to read into what I'm saying and which direction I'm going. And I thought – I can't allow them to have that access where I don't have that back to them. I just thought it'd be an unfair playing field. And I didn't That's want to leave any Thanks to them, mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, um, yeah, it's funny how you say, you know, your people do know your sort of thing. I feel the same about you boys. When you do watch it or listen to the podcast, like even when um, Tommy Sangster gave me that phone call to congratulate me and the win and stuff like that, that on the Monday, I felt like I'd already knew the bloke. I felt like I was having a chat with yeah. a mate just because I listened to the show so much. So, yeah, it is funny how you have that response. Well, it is. It's a good thing. And, 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 and it's, you know, what? it's a good thing because you don't want to make it awkward. You know what I mean? You don't want to come on here and feel awkward as shit, like it's not a good time. Like when push comes to shove, like oh, I just want you to sit down and chill out like you're sitting at home relaxed as fuck having a chat to the boys like, i appreciate that because um, i'm generally a pretty awkward dude like i'm pretty um uh, people see me as a bit you know sort of um that know me well as flamboyant and quite confident but it's quite the opposite you know it's a bit of a sort of a i guess coping mechanism more than anything but yeah, well, yeah. Well, Berg, berg's said to me countless times this year that fucking he gets along with everyone in the thc cup chat or whatever you have going on there but the one he really clicks with is yourself we just, we, I feel the same about Bergs, you know what I mean? It's we're, just... We have laughed at shit. Me, him and probably um, um, Brent from BJ on game day. We we probably have the best fun in there. Like, we're always laughing at shit, even if it's a bit bit much and it's still funny. <laughs> but, you know, like, we sort of don't give a fuck. Cross the know? line a couple of times. <laughs> Ask people never to repeat that comment. We didn't actually really put thought into what we were saying and stuff. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good yeah. to have that. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask my first question for the night. Um, well, you didn't have questions. I've just got to cut. I'll write them down while we're going along. Um, oh, so, who are you, Mister Prepared? Who will be your partner on Dancing with the Stars? Or if you don't know, <laughs> if you don't know, who do you want? Um, I've always been a massive Mila Kunis fan. I know that she's obviously probably busy these days and it might be a bit much to ask, but um, I was also a big fan of um, Tam and Sursock from Home and Away. Danny. Um, Danny, Danny yeah. Danny so he was, 
If Danny's yep. available as well, that'd be handy. Even um, I was a big fan of Beck Cartwright as well. So oh, I thought you were going to say if, if, Leight- if Leighton doesn't mind, you know, I know she's got a few kids and it's probably a handful, but well, well she's only there at Pitt Town. She's only at Annengrave and stuff. Not far. The, the, the problem with that is you're the celebrity, mate. So you can't have another celebrity partner. Yeah. You just have to have some random. I'm a, pretty, I'm a pretty good dancer, so maybe um, <laughs> you, you, you yeah, maybe I could just be the dancer and I could get the celebrity. Yeah, yeah, no, you no, maybe no. you can maybe take Savs. He's quite athletic. He might he might do a bit of a tango with you. Yeah, Nothing wrong yeah. with two blokes. Yeah, make it you know very progressive. You know what I mean? Why not? Well, at least, at least he'd be able to hold me up in the air and do one of those sort of Bins. um, what's the dirty dancing? Dirty dancing moments. Yeah, it'd be. Well, Gregory's got some moves made heading down that track. Oh, where's the video, Bergs? <laughs> uh, no, no, we don't need a video. Are you sure? Are you sure? Oh, 100% so added. I mean, a, a fo- Christmas present for our viewers. I feel like there's a lot of focus on me, but I'm sure there's a lot of people watching that want to get a little bit more insight into what's going on with your hair over there, Con. This is what Lockie yeah, does mate, to honestly, people, mate. I think there is, but... Because I love it. Is. I'm all for it. And I I was so like, I dead set thought it was a wig at first, but I love how bright, like it's a, it's a yeah, bold nah. yellow. It's, lo- it's lovely. <laughs> I think COVID just broke me, bro. It's, it's yeah. almost like COVID got the best of me and boredom fucking took a hold and but, here we are. That, that's I all right. It. Because that's a, that's a perfect base for, um, I mean, to be honest, you probably actually have to do it again and get it really to white first. But uh, then when you can get I've blue and twice. red, get yeah, some might, nights colours. Yeah, that's it. Get some nights colours through it. My only concern is it might still be a little bit too yellow. It might go green if you put blue in. So you need to make sure it's like proper white. I used to have mohawks when I was younger, man. I've dyed them every nah. colour under the sun. So. We see us. You be see us for the finals. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that was the original plan. The original plan was to go Super Saiyan, go cool it up, and then go blue and go Super Saiyan blue mode. So. Right. Just Two weeks from now, it'll be Boys, start, start walking the block, bro. you got to get out a bit more. Yeah, get noticed. Yeah, get yeah, the endorphins cracking. What the fuck? You you and the missus have some very specific role play going head? on, is all I'm saying. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, well, very sure specific. I'm fast as shit, so I might as well be super saying and really be fast. <laughs> all right. I've got, got, got another quick question for you then, Timmy. Seeing as Con's embarrassed by his hair. What I'm do you want embarrassed, to do? mate. I love it. What do you want to do outside of Supercoach? Like, with a little bit of um, celebrity stature now, surely someone can flick you a job in the entertainment industry. Uh, where would you like to end up if you could? Uh, my my goal and dream has always been to, you know, get into the acting industry. And I've done all the work. You know, I've, I've studied acting and, you know, done all – I've created, you know, all the uh, – what do you call show reel with all the short short films and stuff like that and – made a lot of different contacts and stuff, but just not sort of never got around to auditioning professionally, you know, life gets in the way you've got to work and stuff. So um, uh, hopefully that opportunity will come around sometime. I'm, I might be able to try to squeeze that in to my life. I found a bit of motivation to realize that I've got the ability to do things if I try. So I might be able to try and apply that to that. We'll, we'll see if Dancing of the Stars picks off. Maybe Home and Away will come call. And we'll I was going to say, I'll have a chat to Ray Mar for you, mate, and get Alf to get you a start on Home and Away. Yeah, well, I actually did extra work as a kid on Home and Away so that, you know, they could fit me into the storyline as, you know, as a kid that's always actually been there. <laughs> Were you Pippa's kid or anything? Well, Were you Pippa's no, kid or a stolen kid? bad boy. 
No, I was in there. I was definitely in there though in the um Danny and uh um Vinny. Yeah, all those fucking that that era. Yeah, you know the one. I speak to most people that don't know the era. Con loves it, like absolutely loves it. He could do a home and away podcast, Con. My mum still watches home and away, so she's a massive fan. So she watches it on um repeat and everything, like she loves it. I record every episode. Shout out to Channel Seven and Hayley. What part of the year? What part of the year, Timmy? Did you actually think that shit? I've got a chance. Like I'm a good chance at winning. I reckon it was. I skyrocketed. Like it was from. I went from about a hundredth to about maybe fourteenth or something. One hundred eighth or something like that. Yeah. Was that after the buys or? Yeah, um, I could bring it up if you guys sort of keep talking. Uh, yeah, yeah. Point, but um, from what, when from, I realised that he was actually really starting to skyrocket, it was about probably six or seven weeks ago. I think it was about eleventh or tenth or something. So just after the last buy round, probably. Yeah, yeah, and I noticed that he he had so many different pod options, and he had a great week. And then I think somebody said, "Oh, but everyone's team's the same up there," and I'm like, "No, Timmy's team's totally different." And he's got a real chance to fucking shake this up. Well, he yeah. showed it in the last round when he was one of the only ones up there that had the 17 and trades. You know yeah. what I mean? There's pe- the pe- I think the people in- about six out of the top 10 in the last round, which didn't detriment him too much. But yeah, it was, it was a pretty smooth walk on the way home. I was, the last round was going to, you know, if it was going to go against me, it was going to be the biggest disaster in history. I yeah, think. well, when you, I think you're 406 points ahead going into the last round. 404, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so it the sounds nicer. Yeah, it was going to take a massive effort. Yeah, so just to sort of touch on where you saw that question, you know, I, I, about, I think round nine, it says here, I went from 108 to 13th. Nine, okay, um, so all the bars. Yeah, so, and I, I mean, yeah, that was probably when I was like, wait, hold on a second. This is right up there. And I still, I mean, prior to that, I was still in the top thousand. I mean, the lowest I'd ranked all year was 2,126. Where were you positioned after round 17, after the last buy round? Um, it's, it says round 17, ninth, and then round 18, first. So, Good. yeah. So I think round seven, like after the buys, I got, it was like, went from 10th to 9th, and then the week after, I skyrocketed. And I'm pretty sure that's when I got DCE. So, so when you went from 13th to 10th, was there much fluctuation in there? Because that would have taken you a few weeks. From which rank to which rank? From, from 13th. You said you shot up from like... 108. Oh, yeah. yeah, I had a... I'm pretty sure I had a big score that week. No, I didn't. I, I had like a 1340, which... So did you like, did you steadily climb from 13 to 10 and then just up to first and stay there? No, it sort of went uh, like from um, round 10, my rank was 13th, 13th, 43rd, 31st, 24th, 55th, 10th, 9th, 1st. And then I just held first from 8th. So you were were right up there. For the majority well, of the, the season. I remember the drop-off week. I remember the, you the and me, me and you were talking. and Yeah, yeah. You reached out uh, to me. You knew I was doing it tough, bro. You could tell. Uh, I got off the socials. I buddy told the boys on the Supercoach experience and they're never going to see me face or buddy voice on the show again. <laughs> I'd, I'd given up and I was really, really 
angry at myself because it was a big, we all made mistakes over the year and that's easy, but you know, we're going to get them. But this one was just a, a real dumb one and it broke my rules. I sort of, what it was, was a week it? I, I captained um, for feeder instead of turbo in the Titans versus Manly game. And I, the only justification I had for that, or there was two things um, I'd heard the, this story, you know, the idea floating in my head that someone got into, you know, you got to zig when other people are zagging. So I took that as I've got to do that this week and I need to do it now. And, you know, and the biggest way to zag is to go against Tommy and I needed to find a way to do it. And with all my decisions, I'd find, you know, enough reasons to do something and enough reasons not to do something and balance it out with this one. I didn't do that. I just went, all right, sweet. This is the game before origin. Um, when Tommy was playing against um, the Titans, I think it was like the weekend before the, the, the weekend origin, the middle one, the round around 15. Yeah. Whatever it was that. So yeah. Yeah. Around 15. So the only justification was Tommy prior to that, when he played origin, he played Newcastle and he <clears> scored <throat> about 70 or maybe even 40, 41. You're 41. No, not that I'm fucking keeping track of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he really went missing in that. And we were all saying, oh, he, does, he doesn't want to take the risk of getting his body on the line or anything. So I sort of went, okay, yeah, this is the this is the moment. You know, he's going to do the same thing again here. And I just blocked everything else out and just told myself that was going to happen. And they were both on 69 at half time, And I'm like, oh, this is not good because – the Titans were up by about 30 points. So that just meant that um, Manly are going to have to attack now and Turbo's going to go mental. And so I'm watching that game just in everything he did. And it was like, it was in slow motion. And the only way to describe it at the time was it felt like I was like watching my own funeral or something and, or just watching, or, or, or just watching me do the dumbest thing I'd ever done. Like it was the dumbest, it was just so dumb. So that was a game when the Titans were up like, 28 to four at halftime or something. And yeah. Manly ended up winning 56-28 or something like that. Yeah. And Fafita hadn't shown – he'd been shown good signs of, like, he had some big scores. But I just – yeah, I just – I don't know. It was just it was just a moment of madness where I felt like all year I'd put so much thought and consideration and, yeah, just weighed up everything and let it sit with me for a day if I wasn't sure with it and left it to the very last second to really know. And that one I didn't do it, so I – Thought I'd, you know, because I gave up so many points, I said, well, you know, how am I going to make up? You can't make up those points. And how am I going to win Super Coach when I've, you know, made such a big mistake? But the other live people, feed, the live other people feed have told out, me. Yeah, I know. I turned it off because it's, um, it, it kept, yeah, it, it's the connection's fucked. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, it's, all, it's all good. Keep going. We're still recording. My awesome. bad. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So a couple of boys like, um, Desi Creek had sort of, got around me and, and said you know like i make mistakes myself you know you can still recover from it you know don't worry about it. it's gonna be fine i thought that was just you know a pat on the back you know not really <laughs> sound advice but you've done well yeah. to get here buddy but yeah, yeah try again next year kind of thing yeah pretty much that's how i felt yeah <laughs> you know like yeah you can come back from this sort of thing and i was like yeah but, you, yeah, did, you did well just just by going back to that um that game you did well to actually get through the game I've, I've had heaps of times where same thing you're deaf right in a play and they just start tearing up and the time the clock's just going so slow and you're watching it and i've actually got the game go that's turn it off you just commit to losing and 
I'll, I'll check the score later on and just yeah, yeah. I had to watch because I've watched every minute of every game and I just had to wa- I had to watch it I was like you've done it to yourself watch it but then you know I I, I had some pretty dark times in that but for, fortunately for me that was a two-week period we had a week off from super coach uh-huh. if I didn't have a full week I think my mindset might not have got in the game Fact and I think is. I recovered from that that week instantly week off like, good timing yeah, I well, think pretty hard that that week. It afterwards. was. It, I, I hate to say, it, but it was like the loss you needed to have, to sort of to snap you into gear to think, you know what? It's going to be me. It's going to fuck me season if anyone, and it's yeah. doing stupid shit like that. You know, that's a massive shout. I did actually acknowledge it after that two week period, and I was like, oh, this is a lesson that I've learned. I've I've got to learn from this. Like, maybe you don't. You know, you've got to go against the pack, but you've got to do it at the right time. Don't just do it for the sake of doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, I, I learned a lot and I was like, I've, I've done it now and I know I will never go against Tommy Turbo. Well, well, imagine, imagine you, you did go with the pack a few times and looped, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and so many times here, like I've seen so many people like Cody. on the sun, on the Sunday night going, Oh fuck, I've lo- I fucked it. You know, I shouldn't have looped. I shouldn't have looped. I think I've seen maybe twice all year where the loop was beneficial to yeah. people. It wasn't really – it's one of them things where if you loop, sort of bit in the ass. I think but, I got lucky with loops because I, I'm i not a big fan of um, captaining Cody. I don't know what it is. I just – I like having him in the side, but I just don't have enough confidence to captain him. And I often avoided a lot of the VCs too and as well. But even though he scored well in some of them, but – I think with a lot of my vice captains, I picked guys that were either going to go really, really big. And then if they didn't, I didn't have to worry about the the headache. And I never really got those 150 vice captains. I never had yeah, to yeah. make a big decision like that. What? So did you go like center wing, second rolls kind of thing? Yeah, or? No, always center wings or other other halves or something yeah. like that. Probably more so center wings. I, I couldn't, can't really remember too many of them, but I might've gone like, say... Um, you know, Cleary, I, I'd find special ways to, if I needed to do the loop, do it. I'd be very aware of how I, like, I'd need to sit this player out and I need to have this enough because I've got so many times in the past eight years, you go, I'm going to loop this guy and it comes around and you're like, oh, I can't loop him anyway. I well, don't even when, have some- And when Tommy went, I think eight rounds over a hundred and then three rounds or whatever over 200, it's hard to loop against that kind of form. Yeah. When you know it's coming to yeah. yeah. And and you're gonna probably likely get oh, but the thing is it's tough because if I had had some of those scores, I'm real conservative, I would have taken them. Like if I had those one fifties, I would have taken them for sure. Um and I even talk people into doing it. I was like, I just, you know, just that, you know, a burden uh in the hand is worth two in the bush and those- well it's like they say it's money in the bank. Yeah. It's money <clears throat> in the bank point, especially if your AE is decent. Um, yep. Oh no! Oh no! You're about to say you can't really, well, you can't really bet against Tommy, but that's what I was going to say. Every year up until this year, I think it was money in the bank. But when Tommy plays in the form he was in this year, it's hard to loop against him. And Tommy well, just know, solidified that every week more and more. So if you ever doubted him, the, like every week he'd be like, "Don't doubt me." Like, yeah. come out and be like, "Don't do it." It, it was like he was proving all the naysayers wrong week in, week out. I fucking told you. I yeah. told you. I told you. And it's like, yeah, he, he's just a special player, man. Like, 
Can I just say I on that try on the weekend where he like did like nine tackle bust, I watched it back just last night. And um, I think it was just on one of like um, um, NRL 360. Or yeah. And just how he brought, like he brushed away um, uh, drink water. Like it was a box of tissues that was just in the way. <laughs> like, and he had a look on his face. that was, it was a bit like, Oh, get out of the way. Then, and then he almost like, Don't waste got, my time. he almost got rid of that face. Like, Oh, I shouldn't have that face be humble. So it was just like, I watched it and just analyzed it. It's like, oh, tissue box. Get on my way, tissue box. Oh, don't be like that. And then he was like, what? just scored his try. But he's such a humble dude. Like, when you watch Jared Haynes highlights and how he'd just be like, plain, you know, and like, he'd be just so, like, making so much about himself. And nothing against that because a part of me as a kid watching that when I, as a, as a football, I'm not going to separate, I'm not going to separate. Jared Hayne, the person, the other thing in the football. I'm talking nah. about football at the moment. So, yeah. um, as a kid watching him as a footballer, I, um, you know, love that, you know, Superman status factor and someone to look, you know, to go, wow. Well, but I love that. that as an adult looking at Tommy Turbo, seeing that he doesn't do, you know, that he just puts the ball down and has a smile and gets around. Is that little, that one time? Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that wasn't much. On that. I've got him now for seven tackle bus personally. I don't think two of them touched him. Yeah, but, but you've got to just count him anyway. You're yeah. like, oh. In 09, that try that Jared scored against, sorry, guy, against the Dragons was very similar yeah. when he went on that run. Yeah. Mate, Jared is nowhere near the player that Tommy is. So you can't even... even... Mate, all right, let's not get into a debate because Jared's won two Dally M's, Tom's won nothing. He'll win one this year. The the game this year way benefits as an attacking player more than it ever has in the history of fucking rugby league. It's always been a defensive game before this year. Now it's all about attack. She'd stay in the 120s and shit back then when he was... Whenever Tommy's Tommy's on the field, he's going to be carving up. There was a lot of of times where Hayne was just useless. You throw Jared Hayne, 09, into this year's format... And mate, he's cracking hundreds out every week. Well, yeah. then why didn't why didn't you do it the following year? So, are you, are you saying Tommy's going to backfire next year? No, I'm not no. saying that at all. I'm just saying it was a totally different game back then. It was more a defensive orientated game back then. Now Not it's all compare. about attack, scoring points. The super coach scoring system has adjusted to atta- accommodate attacking players more and more over the years. And Jared hey. never reaped those benefits. Anyway, fuck oh, shit, I'll talk in real life, not super. Fuck, fuck shit, Stane. Um, do you think there's a possibility? Oh, he, he is getting it. Don't you worry. He's probably got a shit stain on him. <laughs> anyway, but do you think, like, is it possible to go back to back? Or is there a lot of luck involved, got like, to get you there early, you know what I mean? Or is it just... Like, oh, I do you know, think I could go back to back? Yeah, um, yeah, right. Because like, oh, if I, I was, I'd, I'd dead set have to put the exact amount of effort I've had into it. And I don't know that I'd get that opportunity again. Like I was lucky this year because I've just been studying, um, uh, t- uh, studying counseling at TAFE full time, which is only three to f- uh, three days a week. So yeah, it's yeah. given me the ability to watch all the football and spend a lot of time um, doing um, super coach, you know, next year I'm going to be probably tied up working and not have that as much time. So I think it'll be someone else's um, moment next year, but I'll, I'll certainly give it a good crack. Yeah, yeah. Thank you now, Aaron, for all those counseling lessons. 
Yeah, I'm going to need him. <laughs> <laughs> but do, do you think, Timmy, in all honesty, it did rely on a certain amount of luck to get you there? Or do you yeah. think it was all just planning when, and skill that got you? When there's 136,000 people or something in a competition, you're definitely relying on, you know, a level of luck. Um, a smidge. There's got to be a smidge in there. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> you, also, I... You know, I don't like to, you know, discredit the effort that I have made as well at the same time because I've no, been no, consistent week not. in, week out. I'm not sort of trying to, you know, pump and toot my own horn. It's just because I normally am so quite critical of myself or, you know, and I do appreciate the, you know, the luck element of it. And I sort of like have been a poker enthusiast and I've put poker aside now. It's not something I'm interested in, but from I have been quite interested in poker in the past and, you know, it's the same argument with poker. If you, you know, win poker, are you, are you lucky or are you good? You know, it's a, there's a bit, you've got to, well, you've got to make well, your I've own luck. And when you do 50, get the luck, you've got to make the most thing. of it. Yeah. It's 50% luck, 50% your skill strategy and everything involved. No way. No way. I reckon it's about 70% skill and strategy and only about. Well, you got, you know what? Yeah. But, yeah. Because you, you have to start, you have to start the year with some idea. You can't yeah. just walk in willy nilly off the street. I have no idea what to do. And these 70, and, I'd even be pushing 80%. You, you can go out and totally plan for your whole season to go ahead and then bang, one week you could have seven injuries. Mm. But what are the chances that's, of that? That's the luck part 50, of it. 50. That's not 50, well, 50 chances of that happening. But throughout well, the season, you could, you could have. 15 injured players throughout the season that costs you trades cost you positions where you need to be at certain times and it all, well, it all adds up in the end well, well after looking back at it, most people regretted burning those trades when people got injured early because the back back end of the year this was the first year i thought more than any that people were complaining about trades and you know i just thought oh no they've been complaining about trades for years except for last yeah, but- year when we had them to burn not as hectically, I don't think. Yeah, I thought this year was worse, but that might just be me. But that, that, that also, I think, is accommodated to the rule change where they've cracked okay. down on certain fucking things. Yeah, it's the suspensions were stupid. Come That stupid period there where everything just went stupid. Yeah, Magic Round was uh, a nightmare. Like, it was just alarm bells that, like, I'd already been conservative with trades, and then at that point it was like, all right, we're going to have to really assess how important it is to swap some player for another player at this point. Okay, so you say conservative trades at the start. How many trades did you save up until Magic Round? Um, so I used one trade in round two. I used two in round three, two in round four, two in round five, two in round six, two in round seven, two in round eight, <laughs> none in round nine. <laughs> Um, two in round 10, one in round 11. So you saved, I'd save five, but when most people had saved none, none. Two or yeah, three. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So I'd always was about five ahead of most people, but then I changed gears once I sort of hit the lead and I use five in super trade round as well, just to try and maximize. And that didn't even go to. Go to plan because <laughs> those players all went didn't do much for me that week. Like I had a pretty big full side. Like I had um uh brought in Tohu Harris that week and that was pretty lousy. And I think 
yeah, I mean, for the rest of it, I mean, I did have a lot of injuries that, you know, a lot of other people sort yeah. of had to deal with as well. Yeah. Like I had um, Ikevalu when I had To'o and I had Tohu and, you know, Manu more recently and Maju and Laurie. And I'm just looking at names and I'm just, yeah. Okay, so just on that, <clears throat> did you not worry so much about making money at the start of the season and scoring points or how did you judge that part of your season? Because you only used one trade in the first two rounds. So you saved three there. You would have, you would have started with a gun team and most of the people that will trading in here already probably had. So that that's my, my assumption. Yeah. I, I think I sort of, uh, at the start of the year, um, <clears throat> did you start with Dave Feeder, IPAP? No. Um, no. Mitch Barnett? No, I bought Mitch Barnett in round three. So I did, I was, I felt like I was so many steps behind. Like I was listening to Henry and he had started with Braley and all these other people or had like three extra guys. And I was like, I need to get, and I'm like, I'm such three steps behind. Yeah. And anything he's doing now is just improving on that. So it felt, it took a while to sort of catch up with where I felt like, the, the top pack were and we were on to making the right moves. And then it was, yeah, a little bit about trying to conserve and not like, I sort of saved more towards the middle to back end when, um, yeah, I think that's when I sort of was able to, and just be like, Oh, I'm going to play. I've got 17. I'm going to play this 17. You know what I mean? And, and allowing other people to have different roles, you know, give them, give them a go. Give them yeah, a okay. So on that, did you start with a whole bunch of cheapies that were making you money or whatnot, or did you just not so much focus on money and just relied on points early on? No, nah, I'd say sort that out later. I'd say I had a team that was trying to generate cash. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like it was um, when I look back at my starting CWT from memory, it was, um, you know, Simonson. Pusatua. No, nah, I didn't have him. Oh, Saab. Saab had him from day one, finished with him. Um, oh, you didn't trade him out all back in throughout the whole year? No, nah, held on to him. So I was really yeah. patient with a lot of these sorts of other guys that um, people got rid of and um, were able to use in bits and pieces. There was, oh, who were the randoms back in the day? Like Dane um, Laurie would have been there. Dane Laurie, yeah. And I actually held these guys and played them for quite a while. Remus Smith, I held him and plugged him in some games when, you know, like Melbourne got a awesome easy like for me to play Remus Smith they had to have an easy game like oh no and then, even then you couldn't rely on him yeah did you did you did you get in the likes of Hines Garrick and AJ on the early or yeah I think the, the way I was able to I think to win you probably need to get on the right yeah. people the from the you can get them the week after then you're just a week behind and if you get on yeah. them a week 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 late you to an extent chasing last week's points, although you're still getting the you know the future of what this guy's likely That's, to bring. Yeah. But if you can get on every single one of them, which is hard to do, and I think I pretty much nearly got on most of them except for Garrick. I got on him late. Pa- I mm. pap as well late, but I got on Garrick. Um, you got Hines early, late-ish. I, I I know that you know someone who I was comparing myself to, like Costa. Um, from um, search of Corey Parker in the Turbo Hammies was doing really well and was over in the. Yeah, he was right up there early. Yeah, but so, the poor, you know what, poor Costa. He 
he couldn't get a win in the turbos hammies, but he couldn't yeah. win a head to head match, but he nah, was top ten. He had a really weird, weird year because yeah, he couldn't even though he was having success overall in head to head, he couldn't get a win in the bloody head to I and he overall he was doing well, but he couldn't get wins yeah. in any head to head. Didn't matter who played him, they beat him. <laughs> even though he did well, it's just whoever got him had a killer week. Yeah. You had your best week against Costover, actually. <laughs> Poor and then the, the poor bike sort of went for the strategy. We, I was on his show midway through the year, and he was aware that I was conservative, and he had used all the trades. And he was sort of like, you know, there is the chance that someone's going to get lucky and not have the injuries and just make the trades and just shoot that far ahead. Are you worried about that? And that was his sort of approach, you know, just go for it, ham, 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 ham. You know, burn the trades, try get on everything, everything. Whereas I had to make some sacrifices. And, um, yeah, I, I could see it was going to happen, you know, just with the injuries and stuff like that. But it can oh. be really hard to – it can be really hard to not use trades because everyone loves to try and improve well, the slide each week. Well, it sounds of it, you use your trades in the right positions. Like, you save those centre wings throughout the year and just played them accordingly. It was very your back rowers, yeah. pretty much the same kind of thing. And you just use your trades in those crucial positions to benefit yeah. yourself. No, so I'd always sort of be like, where am I weakest or where are other people stronger? What do I, you know, that's where I'm important. To me, it didn't matter at the time that this bloke had dropped heaps in price or was going to drop heaps in price, his beard shut up. Or players that had just gone on a crap run, I'm like, well, they're gone pretty average now. They're going to start doing well. It's just the way it works out. They will average better. And then I would look at people that, players that other people were rushing in that were doing well. And I'm going, yeah, that guy's going to just, pan out like even i think when people got no for the first time round, i got him the second time round. the first time round, i was like nah 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 you don't want to be getting no tigers players and nah but um i got no for the second time i fell for it because i really fell for the dewey i was a big on dewey and i said i was very big on that you know dewey would be able to set him over but the tigers were just unable to get most of the dewey did have a great year just predominantly he did everything himself kind of thing yeah and that's what's a great thing about having a player like that when you can see that they're a, a great individualist and that they'll yeah. go themselves. You got to snap that up. It's a little bit like um, Joey Manu um, when yeah. he was getting out of position. You know he wants the ball, he loves it, and he'll you know go for those plays. So, looking forward to next year, Timmy. Um, do you think the buy period um, alone is as crucial now with the way the points are? Like for for example, mm. I know between us boys, we had weeks. Um, not in the buy where our scores were fluctuating 400 points between us. Yeah. Um, and in the buy week, for example, you could have had a five, 600 as opposed to an eight or 900, um, which could have happened in other weeks anyway. So do you think it's as important next year? Look, I think it's always important to buy plan. I think this year it was just an unlucky circumstance that those that did buy plan well, didn't really get to reap the benefits as much as they probably should have. Um there is the argument of not. I mean, you can also just not really buy plan as well Save and just trade. sort of and save the trades and knowing that you'll probably have a better team in the second buy round if you're not really. But if you can be kind of conservative to try and move out players that are origin players or not start with too many players that are likely to be origin players yeah. or only the ones that you really need. And like I would, you know, I had players like Munster and I sort of got rid of Munster just before. Origin just sort of plays these kind of like I'm going to have to wean you know wean a few of these out that aren't maybe necessarily performing that great 
and replace him for someone else who has better coverage, like a Cody Walker or something like that? I think this year's buyers were a lot different to a lot of other years' buyers too, where predominantly a lot of the actual overall guns played in the first buy round. And then come yeah. the second buy round, there was bugger all guns that you were pretty much happy to carry through to the end with. Yeah, that's where I found particularly with that second buy round um, a sticky one. And that's why I bought DCE in that round. I thought everyone's a bit sort of got their eyes on buy players and this bloke's really going under the radar. He's at 4%. And I don't think anyone in the top 100 had him. I sort of went through and scrolled through and um, I was like, this, you know, this could be the guy. This could be the one yeah. bloke that um, can replace Clear. And he felt like a match-for-match match likeness, you know. And, you know, he was, he's an origin player halfback and not that he played origin at origin level but nah, hey let's go to coach level but he did cop he did cop a big a big um big bit of stick in the media and stuff and you know a lot of his ability Rightfully so yep so i thought that a lot of people really rise from those occasions so that was a good opportunity i thought um dce's probably going to come out of his shell now and and He's done it every year for the past three or four years. Goes on runs of tons, you know what I mean. And he does it. And we, I missed the boat this year. I didn't go, but yeah, I've never had year. him before. Never had him. Never would have considered him. And it was kind of just like one of those guys you never really look at. Is that um, is that because you've taken the emotion out of this year that you didn't consider him? Yeah, because I think to the guy's point earlier on when he asked you about that, I think he was. Oh, I saying, missed that. Did I? I hate people. Oh, thing. Yeah. I'm not going to pick them like DCE. Yeah, yeah DCE. Because like, I'll be honest, like, I, like my opinion of what the way that I perceive DCE was, you know, we're from the Western suburbs, us boys, all of us here. Oh, I wouldn't use. I'm, I'm a bit more politically correct these days, but um, you <laughs> I know, that was politically correct. I don't know. I, I don't even know what it means, <laughs> and I think it's just his. Yeah, I think it's a the W word in a different language, but um, yeah, that's fine. But oh, um, I, I just think he's a bit arrogant. When he talks, he just—he's he, proper. He yeah, he's, he's very proper. And yeah, because he conducts himself in like, like someone would just get a season in, um, like injury or something. He'd be like, oh, it's very unfortunate. It's not something we consider to be ideal. Uh, you know, yeah. and just just these, some of you know, like way too like, sophisticated to be an NRL player. Like you don't belong here. It didn't resonate for to us sort of blokes. You know what I mean? So yeah. So for me, I'd never like. I'd be like, ah, but as a blue supporter, bloody get out of here, DCE. You oh, know? you would have loved him this year. Uh, but oh, this I'm year, I took away that and, yeah, loved him, man. And I've got a lot of respect for him too now. Like, um, I don't know, he's done me a favour, but, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I have respect for any rugby league player. I think it's they get a, they've get they got a lot of eyes on them and a lot of criticism. Mm, definitely. So I think, yeah, it's, to, to perform at an elite level, like most of us played rugby league as a kid, whether you were any good or not, you know, you wanted to do your best every week. And yeah, I understand. And, and even if, you know, you got a cop to hard time from, you know, whether it was your old man or, you know, whether it was, say, you know, coach Me or something. Yeah, you with your old girl or whatever. To get out there and have a go. You know, imagine how that feel just with all that. But, you know, at the end of the day, those guys are doing it at the elite level. And I guess, yeah, it's tough. And not everyone can be Tom Trevojevic, so... Well, us boys all went Sean Johnson anyway, and he was a disaster. So yeah. that was how our season. I blame Aaron for that. Yeah, but, my bad. Jazzy, Jazzy, we got anything on the live? 
for Jimmy there? Or? Um, yeah, man, look, we got, we've got a really unstable connection. So let me just apologize to everyone who is powering through with the live. Thank you, you legends. Um, we got Brad Huxley in there. Um, Brad Hulls, well done giving up your ring to Henry, brother. Oh, man. Yeah, top performer, Brad. That's yet massive because I'm a really big sentimental guy. Like, yeah, 100%. tracksuit, track ring, trophy, stuff like that. That's all stuff you can remember forever. Well, that's so very I, much the JT Steve Price fucking premiership ring kind of thing. Yeah, that's cool. I love that. Hold on, what's stuff. happened to you? Uh, oh, Brad, uh, Brad, oh. Brad won the super. Uh, you tell it, Jimmy. It's your podcast. So on our, on our um, podcast, Supercoach Experience, we had like a draw. There was like, I think it was um, the people that were in our league that were in the top 20 and two other people that had sort of commented on it <coughs> or gave us a bit of love or something like that on some sort of post. Uh, Brandon's all of our sort of um, <laughs> media guy. Um, but um, yeah, we're in this drawer and he, he won the, the ring and he was uh, ranked 11th overall, which is a really yeah. nice ranking and um, got this champion ring and was um, messages. I said, you know, can you just give it to Henry, you know, who, you know, missed well, out on a tracksuit and had a killer year. And well, particularly because Henry had um, taken the time to give him a lot of his own time. I, even Brad uh, messaged uh, me two weeks ago himself and said, you know, can you give me some help? And I just ignored him that week. It's a, and, and it was not being rude. It was just, I had a lot going on that week outside of Supercoach. But um, rude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nah, I was able to reach out to him afterwards and see if I could give him some help, but I don't think I gave him much good guidance. I told him he should get um, Harry Grant or Schuster. Um, Grant went all right, but Schuster stunk it. So I've I've got Brad Huxley's post here. If you want me to read it out, yeah, yeah go. Go. All right. Hey boys, I appreciate uh, this to the Supercoach experience, obviously. Um, hey, boys, I appreciate you boys have done this year. Oh, the work, sorry, you boys have done this year. Cheers for the help. Cheers for the ring. I appreciate it. But can that ring be sent to Henry, please? Champion of a bloke. Didn't get anything for being number one for so long. Gave his time to talk to me when he didn't have to. Really feel like he is deserved of the ring. He got fucked in the last, sorry, excuse the French, <laughs> in the last hey. round. And I pumped him in the in a final. Was awesome and humble all year in this week. Um, 100%. think this would be a good recognition for what he actually did this year. Yeah. What a well done, Brad. Yeah. Just, just quickly for on Henry, but he gave up his time and when he was coming first, he he had full disclosure to all the podcasts. Anyone who had him on, he told him what that what he was gonna do. Yeah. Um, he didn't hold back on his information. Which and me yeah. on the other hand, I had people messaging me going, <laughs> asking for some advice, going, Oh, could you help me with my side? You know, I'm ranked this, you don't have to worry about me. <laughs> I was paranoid as hell, and I'm going, Okay, this is, is this 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 is a guy that's gonna bring me undone, you know. So I have to sort of, <laughs> I'd either have to sort of just tell them to trust their guard and let them know that I can't trust them or ignore them. It was yeah, it was a lonely place at the top for a long time. But what did what did your parents say when you, you kind of said to them, oh, "I'm a good chance of winning"? Oh well, my, my poor mum, like I, I would drive her nuts. I'd be talking strategy to her, and she just it was like <laughs> I was talking Chinese to her because I'm like, you know, but if I do this, I'm going to cop the AE. You know, he's got a B and this and. And mum's like, I don't know. And like, she'd listen to me go on a rant for an hour because 
Can you check that, the wand team? Can you check me the wand? <laughs> <laughs> so Tim, do you want spaghetti for dinner, Tim? Or what? No, I like your AA. Your AA sounds really nice. <laughs> my sister, like, I'd ring up my sister for, like all throughout the year, and I'm like, I'd like because I caught you. Could, there was a time where I could, you know, talk to some people, but then I was like, even the people I trusted the most, I just like because we're in a podcast community. People have an inner journalist to want to release information, but also yeah. there's the subconscious um, level that you know because you have the information, you might, need, might not might not mean to slip it up, but accidentally slip up that information. Hundred percent. And I noticed that I even did that myself when I was still in first for the very first week. I got in first, and I was slipping up. So I was like, I can't trust myself. To sit my own lip, I can't trust anyone else. It was it was never about being rude. It was just about like being aware of and respectful to the people around me, being smart enough to have, you know, the the smarts to break down what I was talking about mm. if I was trying to hide. So, yeah, nice. I would recommend if you were, you know, up the top at some point, you probably do need to do it. Eh? it's like to get a good circle you can trust and don't just rely on. Um, family members that you know but i did I, I towards the end you know i had I, I the boys i thanked on our show like um the our podcast boys uh, adam derussi and De des creek and stuff like that i um really able to in the end really trust and you know be like all right i'm certain these guys aren't gonna shaft me write my name down on that list yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's why he watches our podcast so eh? that way he knows if, if we're saying it, don't do it. Yeah. Hey, they're all going SJ. He's fucked. But that's that's yeah, us yeah, being yeah. honest. That's not us shafting him. We just. <laughs> yeah. Any more right, on the live there, Juzzy? Yeah, mate, mate, mate. Um, so, yeah, Brad Huxley has said, um, Fuck me, tell Nan to get off COD so the boys can talk. That's obviously in reference to the bad uh, connection tonight. Don't know why, what's going on. Ross, I love some COD, but. Ross Mann says, I think Walker will pip him for the Dally M. That's talking about Turbs. No um, chance, bro. I'm with you, Roscoe, Walker, Dally M all there's day. There's always a shock, though, isn't there? Yeah, there's always a pip for Dally M's. Who are you on, Timmy, for the Dally M? I'd like, I'm a Penrith supporter, but I'd like to see it go to Turbo. I think just, I don't, regardless of how it's scored and games, I just think his individual effort and, what he, was, and what he was able to bring to a team. Um, in, in the defence of that, Nathan... is the same, yeah. Nathan hasn't lost the game all year, and he's won... He's probably been the best player on the field 95% of those games. Yeah, I think that it was just so much like, I don't know, it's hard. Like, I, I'd love to... I. I just try to not be biased because, you know, I'm a massive, you know, I do have Penrith goggles most of the time, but yeah. I think, I think Cleary's going to get plenty more. He's very young. And I, reckon I think a lot of people so. get deceived by Tommy scored so many tries and done this yeah. and that. But what Nathan uh, does for Penrith is second to none in anyone in the competition. Yeah, but no one would argue that with Tommy getting the Dally M. You know what I mean? No one could say anything. But we are. I'm arguing it. Is could there they, a it? Could they go? Could we finally see three of them and get Cody Walker? Well, I, I'd be Tommy happy to Turbo see that. And Nathan Cleary getting it. I, I think they're all no. just as deserving as each other. I think Tommy deserves it more than the other two, personally. See, Con, the problem is, right, what Cleary does for Penrith 
is like with deploying pressure, with picking the fifth tackle option, with keeping the, you know what I mean? And then eventually it's a wing and it scores the try. Look at Brian on the weekend, right? Absolutely. So but it doesn't those, create for as good a highlights as those, Tommy picking up exactly. eight Exactly, that's what I'm saying. The highlight reel shouldn't fucking subside everything else that's done on the inside. I'm those three Brian Toto tries were all set up by Nathan Cleary going to the line, suckering everyone in, not playing to the first player, playing out of the back, Luai catching pass, Toto yeah, Luai. try. Luai they gets all this, set yeah. up by Toto. Supercatch might not recognise that, but NRL fans recognise that they were all set up by Cleary. His kicking game wins Penrith most games. He's, he's probably... He's, He's the best player in the game, I think. He's the ice man as well. Like those big yeah. moments, he always just he's so cool and calm and chill. And geez, he's looked big and tough this year too. He's, he? he's, he's robust, man. He's nearly 100 kilos. He's six foot. He's I think I think he's the best player in the game. It's 12 kilos a chin. I had Munster before this year, but I think Nathan surpassed him. I I, I personally I've Turbo one and then in two, I've actually got Harry Grant come up. Harry Grant, he's played fucking 10 weeks. Same as Turbo. I just he's, only played, he's only I just started think, twice all year, Harry. I think Harry's going to be, I think he's just the future of Mordor, just the way he oh, plays he, the game. Oh, no, I test, yeah, he's going to be great. And he yeah. does great. Yeah, I mean, his involvement's been amazing, but I think comparatively, he's. Yeah. He hasn't had the opportunity that these guys have yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he is dead set the best hooker in the game right now. And he's still very him. young. And that's what but I mean. Brandon Smith has outshone him this year. Yeah, that's yeah. fair call. Fair call. He's organised the team well too. It's not like they were really ever missing anything, you know what I mean? He just mm. offered something a little bit different. Remember that oh, different think, was also very good. Has mm. it, you think without Cameron Smith, yeah, oh, they're going to struggle within the ruck area in the middle of part of the field, but yeah. they haven't missed the beat. No. Oh, I think I think the cheese is better as a thirteen person than just roaming around. Oh, I, I think cheese better off the bench, coming on as that impact role. But mm. I, I honestly don't mind what Bellamy's doing, starting cheese for fifteen twenty, bringing Grant on, and putting cheese into the middle. I think that's a masterstroke. It's normally twenty-two minutes, and then on comes Harry Grant. Yeah, I think that's master. I'd I'd take Smith off after twenty two minutes, give him ten minute rest or whatever, and he's feeding for the rest of the game. <laughs> not not to tell Craig how to do his goal or anything, but the thing the thing with Harry as well is he he also spent a year at the Tigers where alone you look at the Tigers now how much he changed that side. Oh, hundred percent. Handedly. Whereas with, I mean. with with Nath, he kind of is always played, even in juniors, he's always played in a team. With even without him, they'd still pump most teams. So but they didn't. When when Nath didn't play throughout that origin period, they lost two in a row. Oh, it wasn't just Nath. They lost. I'm talking about in juniors when when Nath was yeah, out. But they juniors, were they were putting teams juniors, 60, 70 points. Penrith juniors smack everyone, man. They're, they're so the best they things yeah. in the fucking but they, they weren't just missing they weren't just missing Nate. They had Luai, Yo, to- oh, they had half the team. It wasn't just him. But it is him, bro. He's the general. He's the one that leads the team around the park. He's the one that sets them up to where they need to be at certain time. Yeah. And without him, they're kicking game. But Burton's got a All big right. boot. Yes, granted. But it's not as strategically placed as Nate's week in, week out, man. 
Yeah, but exactly. I, think, I think the work Toto does is just as important. Same as Yo. The work Yo does in the middle defensively, no one notices as much as they do with Nave, but it's just... I understand. Well, Yo uh, is he, more... Here's a question to keep it super coach relevant. Who do you buy first next year? Who's the most must-have out of all of them? Tommy. Turbo. Turbo. Got to be. Galen Ponga. Man, Ponga's a in the past. With, with well, Teddy, I think, and Teddy and Turbo, Ponga is straight up in the past. Face. Yeah, I think Teddy, everyone's going to want, uh, sorry, not Teddy, Turbo, Nath and Harry. I think those three. If Grant, especially oh. if Grant, if Cheese leaves Melbourne, um, then definitely those Cheese ain't leaving Melbourne, bro. It's, They're re-signing him. It's, it's, it's clearly going to depend but on the salary cap prices and everything. Tommy, at his average, should be worth, 1.2, 1.3 million dollars next year. If they don't recalculate all the shit, he's going to be worth 1.2, 1.3 million dollars next year. We got five spend nine that this on year. one player at the start of the year. He's going to have to take sacrifices everywhere else in your team. You won't be able to get Cleary because if you get Cleary and Tommy, there's almost. Two million and a half million dollars worth of your salary cap gone straight away. Oh, I think you can still do it. Oh, I think come next year, come next year, we'll. I reckon it's gonna be interesting, eh? Yeah, yeah, look forward to it. Freddie's right. come up to join us. Freddie, come and say, oh, Freddie, Freddie, he, does he see his picture in the background? Freddie, it's you. Hey, Freddy. Freddy. Hey. Woo, up the villies. Up the villies. <laughs> is, that a gold, is that a gold chain? or? Where's that? Oh, yeah, she's, that... yeah, she's, yeah she's got a um, 50 carat one. She's pimping hard. Yeah, we'll have to get her something. Huh? Have you thought Pretty about good. Have you thought about dyeing the mohawk blonde like, like Big Billy's? Oh, yeah. Like, I should give it a little go, shouldn't I? I saw a photo of... um. Con's doing him at home at the moment. Yeah. He's just to pop yeah, over. Doing home <laughs> drive. I need to get your curls, your curlsbergs, and um, the color of Con's hair, and I'd I'd be sweet. I'd be able to copy it perfectly. You'd be you'd be and the next jingle. You'd be next jingle Megs on on fucking Broadway. Yeah. Do you think are you going to be upset if he leaves Penrith? Because there's a bit of um. Contract negotiation. I'm upset when anyone leaves Penrith. Um, <laughs> what, even what, you know no what? Good, but... Without being rude to Billy, and I know you're a massive fan of Billy, but and towards the end there, he did pull his finger out. But he gets lazy, and when you're pushing for a premiership, like let's think a few of them games where he he got a bit lazy and didn't interject himself where he probably should have, and they could have won. Mm. Um, well, and... it, it comes down to them blokes. You want them blokes on the paddock, but Hence you don't the want that signing. I don't know sometimes when you, we, we know when we judge a player and we say, oh, he's getting a bit lazy or blah, blah, blah. He doesn't, blah, blah. I, I sometimes, like even with Caelan Pong over the last couple of weeks, I often reckon it comes down more to coaching when someone's getting involved. I reckon if a player's not getting involved as much for whatever reason, they've probably been told their role is, you know, lesser, you know what I mean? And to sort of. But you know what? You know what? If you know in yourself, like if you're, if you're that guy that can throw off four or five blokes, yeah. And and your team's struggling, then then you know what? Instead of having lousy six or seven runs, maybe pick it up to fifteen that week. Uh, like get him on the front foot. Like take it upon himself. Very much like Billy Armkicker as Dave Feeder. If he doesn't get the ball, it's hard for him to fucking make an impact. You got to give yeah, him a yeah. good ball too. And you can't just 
give it to him just like and just but go it, go. You got and he also makes a good impact as a decoy and not receiving the ball. So it does. It's, it's the same. It's the same argument. If you see if you see blokes getting driven back and pumped by a certain group of people time and time again, and you know in yourself you can just bust them, then don't you just I, go and put yourself into it? Like I, I don't think Kikau's that break through four tackles at once kind of player. He's get himself one-on-one with an individual and then he'll shine. Yeah. Yeah, it's with, interesting. He's got such a big body. You're kind of like being, you know, smaller. You're like, if I was that big, this is what I would do. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'd run over the top of everyone. <laughs> and I think he's like, he's sort of used his size a little bit more in the back. You know, he's been making some big tackles and really putting his body into it a bit more than what he normally does. But I reckon maybe when you're that big a part of you thinks I need to take it easy on everyone. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't want to hurt him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I reckon if you were that big, you'd feel a bit like... Dave Fethi doesn't have take it easy. Dude. He's just happy well, I'm actually anyone and everyone. I'm I'd actually feel bad if all you blokes were running around like this level on me and half the size and I was smashing you. It's like, be like me smashing 12-year-old kids. I'd feel bad. Oh, I'd feel great. I'd be getting over to try and go, whoop, whoop. Yeah, that's it, bro. You, by the you want to get out and play with the big boys. Billy's problem is the, the, keeping up with the fitness, keeping <laughs> that big body moving up and down and, and doing all the running and stuff just to keep throwing that bigger body around. It takes, takes way more fitness. Oh, it does well, man. I played Oztag like about two years ago and I was I could barely – I needed to be subbed every five, ten minutes. Hey? Oh, hands down. We've just – Yeah, so – when they're running around and also getting tackled as well and actually copping a bit of pain on top of that tiredness. And then having to wrestle, tackle people down and shit in their tackle. Yeah. It takes so much out of you. Like yeah. Tackling people takes more out of you than actually running the ball or doing anything else. Tackling people and trying to hold them down for as long as you can is the most energy-supping thing that you can do. Yeah, just to... Yeah, for sure. Uh, is is Timmy going to be playing Oztag when we have a game with the Battle of the Podcast? We've got to have, yeah. We've talked about that for a while now. I say, oh no, they 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 forfeited the last one. If Tim, if Timmy can get their fucking podcast involved in this one, maybe we're all. Wait, wait, are we all vaccinated? I'm vaccinated. <laughs> I got I got I got one jab. I'll be good to go in. Yeah, I've got one jab too. I got a certificate. There. I got a certificate. A certificate. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I got my second dose yesterday. I got a double. Oh, did you? We good? Yeah. Yeah, I, we definitely get this shit rolling, but maybe get a couple of the listeners to come out and um cheer for you know cheer for either you boys or for us, and that'd be funny. Get them down to the local Kingsway or something like that. Ah, uh, just be Jem- good. Jemison Park, I think we got to do it at. Perfect. That's just down the road. Yeah. Have we got any actual questions? Yep. Um. I want what Jazzy's got. You look like you're <laughs> well burger at Warrington, bro. They are off the charts. All right, well worth it. There's one at Cashula and there's one at Windsor as well. Oh, not River. Um, Vineyard. Um, yeah, Rivo Vineyard. Well, well burger. Yeah, man, they're well worth it. They're so good. I've heard they're highly expensive, highly overrated, and. Well, Juzzy's given you a um, like a live critique, right? And mate, right I'm now, telling you, some positive vibes off it. <laughs> this Southern Bell fried chicken burger 
is just subliminal. Oh, uh, sorry, he, sublime. I'd actually, I'd actually listen to Jazzy's food recommendations as opposed to maybe Super Coach. Hundred percent. Don't listen to me about Super Coach, but if there's one thing this fat fuck knows, it's fucking food. All right. This yeah, dude knows but how to eat. In, in my experience, you're a fussy eater eat though. Anything. You're a fussy eater though, Con. No, but, but I'm saying with my fat friends and everything. Fat people eat anything, and it's like, yeah, that's all good, man. That's fucking great. Yeah, oh, boom, because there's food in their fucking mouth. But whether it's quality or not, yeah. I'm telling you now, it's quality. Like that's <laughs> I've, it. I've, I've seen, I've seen my fat mates eat a random person's food at the pub just because they're out the front on the phone. And it was great, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's probably saying more about drinkers than it is about fat people. All right. You boys, have, you boys have seen the cooking I've been doing lately, all right? Like, Fatty loves his food, 100%. Haven't tasted any, but. Yeah, well, that's lockdown's fault. Oh, Uber Jazzies. We have our Uber Jazzies. Like, what the fuck happened to Uber Jazzies? <laughs> Uber Jazzies doesn't want to get uh, pulled over. <laughs> oh, I think we've lost where I'll, we're at. I'll get your certificate like mine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, Jason Collis, he says, hi guys, 13th overall this year, 8th last season. Oh, but, fuck oh, it. That's consistent as. Yeah, but both seasons completely different. State of origin and buys are huge, he believes. Um, and he reckons Walker's a big chance for the Dally M as well. Oh, nice. Well done, Jay. Solid year, mate. Chuck a little oh, expert title years. under his name there. Yeah, two years of being there. That's crazy. Yeah, two that's years fucking... in the top 15. I don't think anybody's done that before. That's spewing. Yeah, He's missed know. out on cash twice. <laughs> <laughs> right, Timmy, Timmy Max in there. David Himsley's in there. Uh, Ross oh, what Mann, are they saying? Tim O'Connor. They were just, just watching. Yeah. Um, Timmy O'Connor, evening gent. Sensational season, Timmy. Congratulations. Sounds like it couldn't have happened to a better bloke. Oh, he's um, a legend. I understand. Con went from slim to a unit and then back to slim with the hair. Yeah. That's from Brad Huxley. <laughs> well done. Ross some Mann says... Some shady, some the real shady. You have some yeah. shady. Yeah, yeah, boy. Ro- Ross, Mann, reference. Ross Mann says, Con looking like a wannabe Spice Girl. Go on, do that reference. Come on. If you want to be my lover, yeah. I'll get with my friend. <laughs> Make you live forever. Oh, I I she never Girls out there, Timmy single. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Con's gonna be on the voice. Timmy's gonna be his dancer. Yeah, that's awesome. I really enjoyed oh, that, man. I like he, a little he, bit of that. He's got no cash, uh, but the super catch next year. Look out! That's what, it. Watto says Con looks like he lost a bet. That's what we're all thinking too. But he just won't tell us what it was. What it was. All oh, right, he's fucking super sick. Uh, Dougie, Dougie Walters is in there. He says, G'day, lads. Great stuff, Tim. Congratulations. Uh, he's the idiot who left a VC on Turbo. Uh, saved his biggest mistake until the grand final. Still won uh, his head-to-head by seven points after the other guy lost points for Lodge being sin-binned. Uh, wow. Uh, what a great that was. What a game that was. I, I, loved, to, I loved seeing that. Oh, it was messy, oh. hey. I uh, like the last 30 minutes where tempers were flying and fucking everyone was just fucking let's just smash each other kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Especially once the Warriors knew they had nothing to play for. We love the spectacle. It's great. 
Yeah, it gets us but, excited. You love a good like watching good quality footy, but when something like a bit of bit of the boys get around, a bit of shove or a few tempers, or maybe just a bit of a judo throw at halftime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got excited with the streaker. Did you see the guy that just like he had pants on? But I got excited by the fact that he ran on the field. I'm, yeah. I'm a grown man. Like, well, well, not. I should be. I miss that. About. When was yeah, that? One of the games. He just sort of like just did like got on the field. Clothes on. Stepped. Of, yeah, he had no shirt, but no, but pants. He had pants. Got on. tackled. Yeah, oh, so I wasn't mad. Was 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 it, it was as good as your one. Nah. Nah, you got pumped over the fence. Oh yeah. Have I you still... done a runner? Have you done a run? Have you? You don't this year. I'll send it to you, Timmy. You don't this year. Me always still fucked up from it. You know. You, you know have what to I pay love? a five k fine. No, nah, no, nah, they fucking pumped me over the sideline, over the fences. I was jumped back over, and then four of them jumped on me. <laughs> and they had me held down. I was trying to fight my way out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the head <laughs> of security come over, and he's like, "All right." I think we've fucking fucked him up enough. Let's let him go. Yeah. Now let me just walk out of the stadium. We fucking elbow dislocated and shit. <laughs> walking out, me fucking arm in my shirt. Like, yeah, I, I win. I, I would have taken that over the 5K, I reckon. Hey, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Stuff me elbow up. Yeah, yeah if I, I'm, I'm taking a sore elbow over a 5K fine and possibly fucking jail. Yeah, just let me go. Thanks, boys. Straight up, though, the best thing about it is obviously, like, Con wasn't there. Gregory went to the footy with his mates. Oh, and his mates, his mates have rolled him up to do it, have well, videoed him doing didn't. it. Apparently, apparently we're all just sitting there, and Gregory's like, oh, you know what, I can take that corner post. And they're like, no, don't do it, don't do it. And Gregory's like, yeah, I can do it. <laughs> went, went, ran down the stairs, went to jump over the fence, security pushed me back over. I'm like, all right then. Fucking ran around about 50 metres around to a part where there was no security. Jumped back over the fence, fell fucking straight over on my face, ran over, tried to grab the corner post. Corner post was way more secure than I thought it was going to be. As if you couldn't take the corner post. (laughs) I grabbed it and thought, oh, why aren't you coming? (laughs) Ran off. I'm like, oh, well, what can I do? I jogged off and then security pumped me. It's not like the cardboard ones that you used to go run on. Nah, not, not at ago. all, man. Nah, because these ones all. have got the cameras in it and shit. And it, yeah. if, if I had a full put some sprint on, I probably would have got away. But, yeah, what can you the do? No, I was blind no, drunk. The no shoe ah, hurt you as rotten. well. Rotten. I'll send, I'll, I'll send you the footage, Tim. I look mate, forward to it, mate. Better. Yeah, thank you. It's my pleasure, actually. <laughs> yeah. so, oh, Bert, how, about, how about we mention the um the dogs having a good win to end oh, their season? Finally, man, but enough about them because they really don't deserve it. Um, no, it was, it was oh, a wreck, well. breaking bite. Yeah. Oh, you know what? We've done it the last three years in a row. They've given me half a coming into a new year and we get shit hurt. Not and, like this. It was, it was, this was actual... Proper record-breaking win, and, yeah, right. and they've got and they've got good signings to look forward uh, to. Yeah, mm, you know, you guys have got a really good roster coming to the club next if, year. If it was a record-breaking win against a formidable club, like no, no offense to the Tigers, but they no, give plenty of offense to the Tigers. No, yeah. they, they they had given up on their season already. Hundred percent. Well. So that you know they they turned up for a non-event game. 
And whereas we turned up for a game because we're playing for contracts at the moment, otherwise Gus will sack you. Well, it's a much uh, better sign for you guys, though. You'd rather be a doggy supporter going into next year than a Tiger supporter after seeing Oh, I understand, especially with the signings accordingly. Yeah. Even with the spoon, I feel better about that, yeah. yeah. Um, but we'll see how we go. You never know, footy man. It's one well, of them things. They well, might this- not even gel together. You don't know. Uh, he is be pushing for a top eight next year. Oh, let's, hope, let's hope so. Yeah, will we? What, what um, position are you, Timmy, in, in just, footy when you played? I played hooker as a kid growing up. And oh, then yeah. um, until I I sort of got smaller than everyone else, everyone got bigger, and then I just got pushed out to the wing. <laughs> How much yeah. did you charge per service? Yeah, not much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's good. Short time, not a long time or so. Yeah. No, no, I was I was all right when I was a kid, when I was like under eight to about under 12. I was like a really good tackle. I was always in the first division side. There was always about four divisions at our club. And um, yes, yeah, so I was Who did you play fan. for? St. Dom's. Oh, St. Dom's, yep. Now brothers, yep. Um, oh, brothers on the field. Lovers in the showers. That's what they say, yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris, the Catholic school, the old... Uh, I went to an Anglican school, mate. I don't know what it's all about. Yeah, I've been touched too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were we were lucky. We got to have a few dances and stuff and mingle with the with the uh, the young ladies. How old are you, Timbo? I'm 37. I only went to what one year anyway. No, I only went to Dom's for one year, but played for the club for a lot longer. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, we'd be pretty similar age if we're into the same home and away characters, I think. I was going to say, you look pretty young for your fucking age. Oh, cheers, mate. I've got a lot of greys coming along and... Um, oh, he's yeah. dying blonde, mate. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> cheers, brother. <laughs> yeah, but I thought you must mean about my age, if not younger. I thought I was your age. How old are you? Um, are you 40? 33. Oh, 40. 40. Oh, 33. I- Oh yeah, right. Okay. When you when I when we were different ages, I assumed that yeah. you were older than me. I don't know why. Just just because you were into home and away characters. If you're yeah, that's weird. You were watching home and away before you probably should have been. <laughs> that was I've pretty got mature. three old sisters and a mum, man. Like you, you can't go. stay away from that stuff. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. It's not like it's PG anyway. What am I talking about? I'm having a joke. <laughs> oh I've got no old sister at home and no mum at home, and I still love home and away. Still into it? No, oh, absolutely. Rock it on. Leah, still. What's your favourite elf quote? Nah, just quickly before <laughs> flame and mongrel. Are we going to talk about the winners of our comps quickly? Yeah, get into some other people's success. Yeah, Timmy, Timmy Turbo. <laughs> Timmy Turbo was the winner of my cashy. Um, he knocked me over in the semi, then knocked Luke over, who was um, ranked up there, um, who we had on earlier in the year as well. So he, he won. He won. Took out the fifty dollar pineapple cashy. Yeah. Um, I think the twenty five went to Scotty Scorpions. Um, I don't know who he played, but as we all know, no one gives a fuck about second. Um, and then. The bottom dollar rookies took out the fish tank, I think, which is Brad. Brad, yeah. And then 
Capital Punishment, which was Shano. He took out uh, the Run At Me Boys. And then the, the 360, Supercoach 360 one was won by Boobs. Which What's the we Run At Me Boys one? I don't know. You probably weren't cool enough to get in there, I'll oh, be honest. clearly uh, not. <laughs> be disappointed. Uh, well, you know, you know how you get. You, you don't. You, you get drunk and forget. I ain't fucking blame Gregory. I am. He drunk <laughs> and forget. And then yeah, boobs, which is our our brother Saxy down in Melbourne, doing it as rock as the rest of us with COVID. Um, but yeah, he won the non-cashy up against. I think he took on um. Your brother, Richo. Joey Marnie, oh. fuck him. Really? Yeah, so that, that was a constant I had in hand. I didn't do any of the jazzy ones. Sorry, does he? No, uh, well, um, I've got Mitch as Panic Traders in uh, Supercoach Con 2. He took out the grand final there. And I've got Mick Richards, Brendan, in Supercoach Con. Who won that one? And yeah, good on you guys. Fucking Gregory. Yeah. Oh, and so other than the pineapple, I had one other um, $50 league. And the person who took it out, I've just noticed Scotty Scorpions, massive shout out. He actually finished the league in eighth. So he only just scraped into the top eight and he ended up winning it from eight. So good, good achievement. Oh, yeah. he, his overall rank was six and a half thousand. So. Just shows uh, when, when are we going to be paying them out, boy? Can, can we organise a day to catch up? I can't do tomorrow to catch up, but any other day I can. Yeah, we should be able to get it done by the end of the week. Um, in mine, the $15 league, we had the Little Buddies, which is Mervyn, uh, beating out the Piermont Steelers. Wayno lost out at the post there. Um, but, yeah, that's it. we will be organised getting them paid out this week. Yeah, and and also, Dan, in the draft. We haven't forgotten about you either. And uh, Shane O... Capital punishment and Blake made a gentleman's agreement to go hard, so there was no winner there today. But oh, I think um, out them. I think Shane, I think Shane won it, but I'm not sure. Did you do the 25 after? Yeah, I think um, Scotty Scorpions. Scotty Scorpions. Yeah, yeah, Scotty Scorpions took that out. Oh, so he won both. He won Scotty Scorpions, won a 50 and a 25, and he come Good from eight. You, Good on you, bud. Hey, just, did you check out the footage I sent you, Timmy? Yeah, I was just replying to you. I can't wait. I thought I better not put it on now. There's probably a bit of like shenanigans in the background that I, you know, might not want to. No, oh, no, nah, they're, they're just ragging on the podcast. It's just the boys. <laughs> oh, is that me? My footage? Yeah. yeah. Wait, the one of him singing or the one of him streaking? Uh, no, no, Timmy hasn't seen the one of me singing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Someone oh, doing our 360 sucks. Who was that? Yeah. That was fucking a bib. Yeah, that's one of his good mates. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a wanker. I thought he, you had he, a bloody... he listens to the podcast every week, takes our advice, but so he full knows what we're talking about. He, he oh, knows 100%. He's, he's on the money. He's just a wanker. <laughs> How good are the um the team names that are in Supercoach? Like I just listened to some of the ones that you've you know, read out from like the head to head comps you had and it's just funny when you come across some of them that give you a good laugh. Eh? I think it's one of the funnest parts of Supercoach. Yeah, that's it. What's, what's the team well, name next year? Boobs, oh. boobs was written like out on a calculator, like with the eights and shit. Oh, that's cool too. That's yeah. cool. I like the little clever little ones and stuff. Yeah. I'll probably yeah, have to I stick with that. the Villy Army 
now, regardless, you know, I would like to get a little bit creative, but yeah, I think, no, I think I'll just have to stick with her until she does me no good, but um, yeah. maybe until my contract runs out with the Villa Army and I'll look at other opportunities <laughs> down the track. <laughs> That's it. And the next naming rights sponsor, right? Yeah. So have, have you had a chance to meet the big man? Have you ever actually met the big man? Kick out. No, I don't think I have. Um, no, I think I'd remember that. I have oh, stuff, bro. You know, bumped okay. into a couple of the players and stuff like, but never really introduced myself. I've, you know, like I've seen like, you know, some of the players around. I don't think I've really. Apparently he's a real flog. Just like the rest of the, the only ones I spoke to like is when I used to work at the pub, you know, and you'd see people like, you know, I won't say which ones I'd see at the pub because that might get, get them in trouble off their misses. You know what I mean? But you'd see some of them up the pub and you'd say good day to them. But no, Tyro, mate. <laughs> nah, I'll, I'll rag on him anyway. Timmy's in one of the videos. Um. <laughs> I just got that. Yeah. <laughs> you rat bag. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll give it, I'll, I want to give a shout out to an ex Penrith player who same thing. I I work in a local community, a post office. I used to get players coming in and sending jerseys and stuff. And one of the guys. Um, um, who, who likes to barbecue used to come in um, for oh, and, he and he actually won them the game overnight in, in the English league so he's actually been killing it and any club he goes to he finds success so good on him what a bloke he's just a Have bloke I love his voice and just his whole energy he's just like I think, just a bloke I think the only team he didn't take to a grand final was Penrith wasn't it yeah much. yeah <laughs> do we have any more questions Jazzy no, not really. Um, or if you stuck there. So, so, hold on. So, 2020, uh, 2022, right? Say so it's January next year. You're looking to build your team, Timmy. You said that you plan for the buy rounds and stuff a lot. You obviously got a rough idea of who's going to get picked from for Origin. Um, what are you sort of doing? You know, what are your thoughts? I mean, you probably haven't put too much thought into it just oh. yet. But how, how are you going to uh, look at building your team next year? Well, I've never Fuck got into are, super coach until the week of rugby league, got TLT the first week and then sort of build my team. Um, I, I might've like, you know, this year, I think I might've just added a couple of cheapies just so I wouldn't forget their names just into certain positions and like mid season. But I think this season I'll probably pretty much do the same. I, I think I'll keep an ear out. I, I trust a lot of the community and there's a community often get shares a lot of good information. So if you find out who these good cheapies are, and I think they're the main ones you got to get, you got to sort of try start because you can't, don't want to be bringing too many of them in, you know what I mean? So if you can try start with a couple of the guys that are going to make you a bit of money, then that's good. And then try just have a few blokes that you can plug and keep. And it'll just, I think it's going to be tough to say now it'll depend on, um, how things work out with pricing. And I think there's probably a lot of tweaks and stuff with Supercoach. Well, a lot of people had good years, Supercoach-wise, like players, you know what I mean? And and to get them all is going to be hard. Well, that, that's where my <laughs> argument comes into. I think with the rule changes in the actual NRL game and allowing more openly scoring games and shit, surely Supercoach has to adjust their magic number accordingly. So Tommy doesn't start at 1.3 million. Nate starts at bloody 1.1 million and shit. Have that, or it's just going to be a detriment to the game, I think. 
Yeah. The thing is that we're all in the same boat, whichever way they go with it, though. So if we all can't afford the players that we might have wanted to, we're all going to have to find the, the next path. But I think it'll be fun either way, even if we're having this, you know, have other, you know, less reliable but, players in our team to try pick well, from. It's, what so, it'll do is it'll force people to diversify their teams, you know what I mean? Because everyone, even if you've all got the same cheapies and stuff, some people will pull the trigger on Tommy. Some people yeah. will pull the trigger on Nath because, to be honest, man, for the amount of points combined that those two get, I would spend a quarter of my salary cap on that. Because right. I can well, bang on me, those points. That's what I was going to say. I was going to ask Tim, Timmy if Nathan and Tommy were both over $1 million next year, would you sign them both up straight away? Yeah, you try to. But... I think I would, yeah. I think I would try to find a way to get both. I definitely get Tommy and there's no way around. I definitely do it. But I think just with having that, you look at the price, but because you're having him as a captain, he's actually sort of worth double. Double his price. Yeah, or you can yeah, cut his, you or you can look at it the other way. You can go, oh, I can cut his price in half and imagine that I'm only paying half of it because I'm getting two of him sort of thing. If you look at it that way, but I think if you've got the guy that's out and out going to score the most consistently week after week, you have to have, you have to double down on that. So I the, think the, th- the thing is like we've having him, man, you, you can't. I think like, we can probably I, I, work I our way to Cleary through other ways. Like he'll probably find a way to drop some more way. than Tommy. Yeah. Maybe but like, do you think, with James Desco, who's had a killer of bloody year, with Parfrey Sally Crappy out for most of the year, mm. next year when he's got a full team at his disposal, do you think he could match Tommy or come close enough to yeah. justify the $400,000 price difference or whatever it may be? I mean, I think, yeah. that, I think that might be the sacrifice that you make. You might go uh, Cleary, and then if you can't afford Tommy, I mean, I think Teddy's going to be a killer option next year because he shouldered the load oh, for a lot of the like team Bruce this year. you said too, Paps as well. Yeah, there's options. Like, and it's not like yeah. your other options are just crud. Like, I think it's yeah, we're all going to be dealt the same, same um, rules, the same yes, yeah, the same conundrums, and have the same tools at our resources and stuff. So. Well, with Nate, it's pretty much a no-brainer. There's no other halfbacks going to get within 20 points per se, average per week. Yeah, yeah but, but I think if Tommy, you if you missed. Cleary, though, and you said, okay, I'm going to get 20 points less by having DCE or Jerome Hughes or maybe some other guy. Um, I think that then if you – that means that you can make that 20 points a week up elsewhere but, in other positions or maybe even 30, 40. You know what I mean? If, if, if you look throughout the first eight to ten weeks or whatever throughout the year, they weren't even 40 or 50 points Within him. Yeah, you had to have him, yeah. They were fucking well and were yeah. truly behind. Well, yeah. well, the thing was, every one of them other ones has got a 20 and a 30. Yeah. Whereas he seemed to doesn't have that. He's, he's like a 60 or a 70. Jerome well, Hughes he, is probably next best for base. And then well, Chad just got he, he continuously kicks goals. He continuously takes the line on. He's a big body. He breaks tackles. He scores tries. He does pretty much everything you need to be to do involved in the game. I've only just had one thing come to the top of my head. I haven't had any real ideas for changes of rules, but I think there's a couple of plays that are probably over awarded. I've heard people say like people have respect their opinion as sort of like getting double. Um, like if you give someone a line break 
assist and then you're getting a try assist you're getting double on that it's like a lot of points and that they could probably be minimized but i think that you could probably also you don't need to give as much points to a kicker like i think that's a big variant and i know it's helpful to have kickers in your like goal kickers in your team but maybe that would then make the the halfback, fullback conundrum more balanced just on their normal playing ability. So you reckon maybe two points for a goal, one point minus one for a missed goal. Yeah, maybe half it. Yeah, Yeah. maybe. What about it is uh, significant? What about defensive points to bring in? uh, You know, so some more of your forwards and some people that do a lot of the work. You know, just, try, just try savers and line break savers and stuff like that. Is a, is a goal <laughs> kick, is a conversion easier than an offload? No, but see, the thing is, you've got to have most, most of the time wingers score the try. Wingers score the try. So that means it's not just a kick in front. Like, it's very rare you get a nice, easy kick in front. Like, yeah. if it's a decent team, you're, you're scoring on the edges, which makes the kick a four-point kick, in, in my opinion. Well, I so think might be... I think Maybe. Melbourne has scored 50 tries through the middle this year. Good for Melbourne. Everyone else hasn't. So the, yeah, but there's 200 points right there for their Nico Hines at the time. That I just thought maybe brilliant. that would be one thing to make all players more targetable because I guess if there's like you've got your queries and stuff that are putting heaps more on other players, then it's also because a lot of them like DCE and Hughes aren't goal kicking. Well, yeah, I think the next so. point the next point should probably come for defence, like a one on one, one on one tackle, a tackle under seven eight meters, or well, no, okay. yeah, but eight, try saver five to ten points for a fucking one on one strip to change the momentum of a game. The yeah. strip, I think, a one-on-one one strip that I think, is a yeah. huge play. Yeah, in an actual game, if that's not rewarded by at least five points, well. That's crazy. But, yeah, and then in that one-on-one tackle, if you save someone from certain one-on-one try, one-on-one, surely that's worth 12 that's points right. at least. Well, they say every, every 17 points for scoring a try. Every commentator says it. You hear every single one of them say it. Saving a try is as good as scoring a try. You know what that's I mean? what, it goes that's so what made Billy the best. What also, what also I think is very important in real life, which I think doesn't get rewarded in super coach points, is the post-contact metres. Rather than have one point for under eight metres and two points for over, I reckon they're better off just having 0.1 for every running metre you make. So if you run for 200 metres, there's 20 points. If you run for 150, that's 15 or something along those lines. Well, I think that's what NRL fantasy does. Yeah, well, I think that's a bit fairer because... I find like those post contact meters, if you run past eight meters, if you run eight meters or 20 meters, it's the same thing. I agree. Post contact meters should be rewarded. Mm. Like every five post contact meters you make should be a point or whatever. Definitely should. Yeah, well, there you go. You can calculate the hit up, the hit up points based on where you make contact. And then each each point after that is a post, post contact meter. Um, and then, of course, any, you know, tackle that you shrug off is a tackle bust as well. Yeah, well, no, I'll, I'll you, I think defensive points, because that'll bring second rowers back into the game. And some of these second rowers, especially ones that have a couple of tries in them, will and end up posting your scores. And defensive halfbacks, your defensive fullbacks. Like, some of them do some miraculous shit, like tackling yeah. big men and tackling blokes moving at a fucking whatever it is, 100Ks hey. an hour. 
And you fucking says, KP's prime example where he fucking stops so many people over over the line from scoring the actual try should be rewarded. But most of the time he gets rewarded with a missed tackle. That deservedly. Um, I've got a question. I've got a question from Rob. Right, no, one more. One more I've got on that rule change thing is I think the scorers of the Supercoach people need to go back and take a proper NRL look at who actually sets up the try, who sets up the line break with the way they draw defenders in, the way they straighten the attacking line and everything. They need to take all that into account. You can't just reward someone for catching and passing when the wing is already fucking well and truly committed to them and they do nothing except catch and pass when 90, 95% of the time it's the Nathan Cleary or the bloody Cameron Munster or Jerome Hughes or whatever on the inside that straightens the attacking line up, draws the defence in with that lead runner and passes out the back, they should be rewarded for that. Uh, I think it also depends on the defence. Well, I've seen Guffer use fingertip a ball to Mike Sivo. Not yet, try this Gutho. Yeah, but it's it's very sub- what? It's very subjective where that person that you're saying just catches and passes, whether that I, I don't think it's subjective. They draw I think the defender. The three tries that Law I got on the weekend mm. were all one hundred percent set up by Nathan Cleary. Yeah, all Nathan Cleary went to the line, straightened it up, used Burton or kick out or whatever as the lead runner to draw. Everyone in, pass it to Luai. Luai just had to pretty much catch, pass to Toto. Are you passing? Are you trying to pass the phone around? Yeah, I am. Yeah, it's funny, eh? Sorry to to anyone who's got epilepsy and just had a fucking shit on. You can see where I'm coming from, can't you? I can see where you're coming from, but but in I'm just saying in terms of defense for the super coach people that how subjective it is that when you're saying that that all they do is catch and pass i think a lot of it depends on that defensive line if that person rushes it looks as though they're drawing and passing them or giving a quick hands whereas if the defense holds and tries to slide it kind of just looks like they catch and pass and they're not going to get it so i actually think a lot of it depends on the if if the defense holds their line and slides Mm. and old mate has the ball in his hand for more than 0.3 0.3 of a second. Yes. Okay. Maybe he <laughs> might run and draw that defender in and pass it on. Sorry, Bergs. But otherwise, hmm. old mate clearly on the inside has created the space, created the numbers, and old mate's 5'8", little eye in this situation is just catch, pass. A lot of Tommy's try assists come from the same situation. Yeah, that's all. That's what I'm saying. It's very subjective every game. And as a Dragons fan, back on that winger rushing in kind of thing, I see it all the time happen. I feel so sorry for um, Ravalawa because he's his game's improving heaps, and he loves to come out and jam the play. And I love him doing it, but he's constantly getting suspended. So now he's kind of doesn't know, and he's kind of holding back, and it's it's making things worse. So, well, not only that, sometimes he comes out and rushes, and he creates the overlap because the second rower and the centre inside of him have both rushed up on their opposition. He's like, yeah, well, I've got to follow suit kind of thing. Mm. But 
all in all, I think the super coach scorers need to realise that the, the try isn't set up just from someone who touches the ball for half a second and passes it on. It's set up from further inside with the halfback or the 5'8", and plus the decoy runner as well. They are most attributed to the try then just old mate who catches it and just passes it on right at the end. And But then in also saying that, Nath also gets a lot of um, assists from kicks. And there's a lot of times where the kick, I know they always get it, the assist, but there's a lot of time where I feel as though the kicker shouldn't get it and one of the players might catch it and do a good pass or, well, you know, set up. I, t- I totally agree with that. I think if you kick it and it leads directly to a try, fair enough, you get the try assist. But if you kick it and someone taps it back or catches it and passes it, you know, you get a try contribution. Yeah. I'm with you with that one as well. Yeah, it's a tough one to where to know where to draw the line, whether it's contribution or assist on a lot of them. But yeah, just a question from Ross Mann, one of our listeners. He said, "Boys, did any of you catch Juzzy celebrating in the crowd on the weekend?" Yeah, I did. <laughs> the Titans game. Yeah, yeah boys. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. <laughs> did that you guy. see Juzzy? Yeah, Shut it off and all. Chewies, yeah, he's a good egg. I liked him. I love to see that kind of passion out of you, Juzzy. I wish you'd bring him all to the Supercase Track podcast. I'm, I'm just putting it out there, man. I, it definitely wasn't me because I'm not allowed to take my shirt off in public because people are like, hey, there's some nice tits. And then, you know, hey. hey, they were some nice tits. Your milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, hey? Yeah, and they're yeah, like, like, it's better than yours, right? 100%. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was gold. Oh, I love the Blake's passion. I wish Juzzy would bring that passion to the podcast. Yeah, it's good oh. stuff. <laughs> that could be the new intro for next year. Oh, 100%. Oh, he's got to be, he's gotta be on that, year. Blake. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if, if Penrith win the grand final, that's Juzzy. <laughs> oh, I mean, you are not wrong there. 100% shirt off, running around like a madman. Penrith 100%. was mental in 2003. Like, it was wild. Like, just out the front of Panthers, throughout the, all the streets, just people just mimping their horns. And there was some German guy out the front of Panthers just handing out beers in Eskies to people that couldn't get in. It was awesome. He was like, yeah, well, have a beer. God's a pounces. And I probably shouldn't say this, but two of my older sisters had sex with Ryan Gurler and Craig Yow that night. Legends. <laughs> yeah, you probably shouldn't have. <laughs> hey, probably hey, not. Hey, hey, hey. got really blind and had sex with two blokes who said they were Ryan Gurler <laughs> and Craig Yow that night. No, no. I think it was the other way around. Good night. Good night, eh? Um, I, I, I actually, now, now that about a guy. <laughs> well, now, now Timmy, that dragons are gone and my team's out of the eight, and it was inevitable anyway. But now I'm actually hoping Penrith can win it. And um, has there any? Has it been? Have you guys had any news on Scotty? Is he going to come back for a finals? Or do you no, think he's gone? I haven't yeah. heard anything. Solid. Yeah, dislocated ulna. Yeah, just how long is that? I don't mate? know what a fucking owner is, to be honest with you. But I heard sounds like some like one of your aunties or something, doesn't it? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, yeah I've dead set never heard of dislocated owner in all my time watching football. I don't know if it's a fucking knee, shoulder, rib, fucking whatever oh, it is. There. One, there's two, there's two, bones oh, the elbow there. kind of thing. It doesn't seem like something you want to dislocate. Like, I thought you could only dislocate like shoulders, knee, you don't want to like. 
dislocate <laughs> things that don't look like they should be dislocated. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, don't, he you won't don't play this week, but it's a three or four layoff. You don't want to dislocate anything you've never heard of before, man. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. I reckon I reckon he'll be back in half that time if he's a Panthers fan. They got sunk in the water out there with Toto and oh, um, Cleary coming back player. early. He's a unit, eh? Yeah, he's a fucking big unit. But you're saying that, does he come back into the starting team? Well, yeah, he needs the to team get rushed in into general? it. Nah, we've got so much depth that I think he he might struggle to... Oh, TPJ over the last two weeks scored two tries. But is it a walk-up start for the the finals? Or does the whole 21 get the ring? How does that work in terms of... I think think, the 17. Yeah, I think 17. That sucks, man. That's a really crap rule, Yeah, it's a hard bench to to pick then. They might lose to the 18th. I reckon they'll lose to Give it to the top 30. Give it to every bloke who's involved in... If you've played... games, Like... If, you've, if played, you've played at least three games throughout the season, yeah. you should get a ring. You're yeah. part of the team. I'll leave you there, Timmy. You've trained with the guys each week, you know That's what it. I mean? And yeah. Like you've been there for all post sessions and everything when well, nobody else is looking has to get someone their fitness like into the starting yeah. team. Yeah. Oh, Tango's a he, He's the X factor. That's what I mean. he's, he might get one, but he, he might get one, one over the players who played more. the comp. Hmm. Without Pengai, they, I don't think they stand a chance of beating Melbourne Storm. No, Pengai, with Pengai, a bit of X factor, man. It adds a little, really yeah, does. that's it. It adds a little bit of difference into it. I think, gone, I think he gives them more X factor than Pengai. I think, I think Pengai's gone up a level this year. He's, he's controlled his aggression. He's, he's had a good season, like on the but field. I, I, that's personally what I don't like about it. I like him going out there trying to rip cunts' heads off and fucking offloading willy-nilly. Yeah, but he's proved in the past that he's not good at controlling it, Con. So he's he's had to tone it down and, and work on his game. Yeah, but you don't want And it. I think he's done that. Yeah, he's also been involved in a shit team that's fucking been bottom of the ladder and he just like, lost to the Bulldogs in the Wooden Spoon last year. Well, do you know what? Does Payne Haas look shit every week? No. All right. Does Jack Hetherington, it, it does Jack Hetherington need to change his game then? Yeah, fucking hope he does. But then he's not going to be the same he does. He's, he's, mi- the same he's, missed the, he's already missed 11 weeks for the dogs or something. But that's what Con's trying to say with, with... You're trying to say with you want that mongrel or you want that... I do, but, but I, want, I want him to curve his aggression. Yeah, you can hit a bloke in the bread basket hard. Keep your you wits about your hey, uh... yeah. Yeah, like, there's ways to do it. Like People have been doing it for fucking 50, 100 years, bro. Have they, but... No. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, boys. All right. I think uh, I think it's about time to, to sort of wrap now, up. Right. I just want to go on the pain house fucking toot toot. Yeah. With the pain house, yes, he's great ball in hand. He kind of breaks some tackles. He runs fucking continuously, whatnot. But if you look back at his games over the last two or three years, Defensively, shit. He's also good. Yeah, lateral movement, not so good when he's tired. And he's good for almost a try game. Just running straight past him and he's like, oh. Yes, he ran down that fucking kick against the Sharks six weeks ago and knocked the ball dead and whatnot. But he probably created that situation too to say the same thing. I don't know, but. Yeah, it could have been an effort play where he was trying to make up for it too. Yeah, yeah I don't actually didn't. I didn't look for that either, but you make a good point. 
right, uh, just, I'll, just I'll be... jump in. I'll jump in first because I was the newbie this year, um, and I'll get through it quickly. Just say thanks to everyone for the year. It's been great, and obviously, congrats to Timmy, legend on and off off the Super Coach field. So, well done, guys. Thanks a lot, and to you boys, uh, keep doing the good work. Uh, we're a big fan of you boys, and like I watch you guys each week. I love that you know the the way that you guys go live and have the video content. And we've sort of pinched that a little bit from you boys just because we know it works so well and you're able to engage with your listeners and your viewers and we see it work so well. So um, keep keep it up. No, cheers. Oh, next. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, I'd like to say thank you to Juzzy, Guy, Bergs. Great year, boys. Thank you very much. It's been fucking too much fun. I'd like to say thank you to Timmy. Because I know he gets involved in a lot of fucking things with happening to our podcast. I'd like to say thank you to Mike and Sal. 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 Savs. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Savs. We like it when again. you call him yeah, Sal, though. We like yeah, it. Yeah, they're all fucking good blokes and everything. Everyone in the Turbo Hemis Cup, thank you very much for accepting us into the fold. Um, and, yeah, fuck you all for beating me. And to, all, <laughs> and to all the special guests who came on the show. Jazzy, you got any, I'll let you finish, Jazzy, because you're the articulate one. Um, you, like the, you like the Cherry Evans of the group. Nobody likes can speak proper. We love you, Jazzy. No, seriously, though, Timmy, you know we do a charity most weeks. Um, I know you, your family's got... Your family's going through some stuff, so if you wanted to do like either like like a GoFundMe page or something for your sister, or just a charity that's tied to her or anything, can you shoot it? We have set up a GoFundMe page. It's getting a lot of publicity and stuff at the moment, which we're really um, thankful for. So I won't push that necessarily on here, but no, maybe. Sorry, Timmy. I just want to interrupt you there. I I got a fucking fifty dollar charity bet, and there'd be no other place that I'd like to spend it than. On your sister, mate. So awesome. I'll you send you a it, link personally. If you, if you could want. give it to us, I'd sure. appreciate that. You can yep. thank AJ Brimson for that one. Yeah, but maybe you other can. than that, maybe the McGrath Foundation, they're doing good things. Um, yeah, but they get, they get their shit through their free gift and shit, man. Pink Day and everything. Yeah. I'd rather give it to you and your sister, bro. You're a good man. Thank you very much. Yeah, shoot us the link, so... Yeah, but um, is it is it like the, it's the Breast Cancer Foundation? Otherwise, yep. yep. Anyone else who wants to donate to anyone else in that situation or anything? Yeah, look, I, I mean, yeah, just I mean, any, I, I, this tough thing is at this time, you know, it's tough to be donating. Donating at home, it's tough, man. It's a very tough time, you know. People are. But what else do you guys spend your money on, man? Yeah, I see what you mean. But when people are sort of struggling themselves, there's a lot of people doing it tough out there. So just oh, 100%. I'll totally agree with that. For um, people, you know, when for people that are able to, you know, quite affluent or do have spare money, but, you know, it's always good to help out charities. But just, you know, remember, if you're doing it tough yourself, you, it's always important to look after yourself first. So Well done. Well said, you, man. When you but can help out, it's always good to do that. With a wink, Timmy. It's all tax deductible. Oh yeah, yeah. As long as, long as it's still a good cause, mate, you get yeah. it back in the long run, so everyone wins. Yeah, that's right. Hundred percent. Like happy days. Just support people who yeah. need to support. Yeah, get on board. Good. Like maybe fifty, hundred dollars out of your fucking pay for a whole year, but you know it's helping people that need that help, and it's a worthwhile cause. As long as they're non-for-profit, otherwise you're paying CEO. 
even then, some of those non-profit, non-profit profit things, they're, they're, they're worthwhile, man. Like, as long as you're helping someone less advantaged than you, get on board, man. Just just help people out because everyone needs a fucking bit of a leg up every now and again. And if you even can give if it's it, not financially, well, give just it. emotionally as well, just to 100%, bro. be there for other people and be kind and yeah, definitely send, like send out love. It's good. 100%. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, man. Look to Bergs. I reckon you're the big one, man. Want to you have any Twitter? You. You, uh, oh, fuck Gregory, shut the fuck up. No, I probably won't. Bergs, man, like you, you shoulder the load of this pod. You keep Gregory in line. You deal with me and my tannies and bullshit. Uh, you. Oh, I have me social... out, so let's not be fucking coy. But yeah, no, 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 yeah, definitely, mind, definitely. But like you also, you deal with the social media. You deal with, you know, people like Timmy and like Brad and and like so many of our listeners that are messaging sometimes all times of day or night. And you're there and you're chatting to all of them, man. So, I mean, we wouldn't have this podcast without you. So, yeah, massive, massive thanks for everything that you do for the pod. Um, oh, it's not to- me. We do it for the, you know, at the end of the day, it's not it's not just for me. Like, it's all the people, man. Like, anyone who, who shared or done anything, man, like, it's, everyone's involvement's got us to where we are. Like, yeah, I think 100%. anyone who um, contributes, they enjoy it and they yeah, get something out of it themselves. So, it's, it's, it's a really nice thing that, you sort well, of got to give someone and get something back and in that community. And I think it reflects back on your comment maybe an hour and a half ago, Timmy, where the super coach people were all that in they pretty much just one big family where we all support each other, we all get behind each other, yeah, and we all like to see each other succeed, kind of thing. Like we're all yeah, super in cool. it together. Cool thing. Yep. Yeah, hundred like percent. Massive 100%. family. Yeah. Like there's no other podcasts out there where shoots every other one down like, yeah, you're shit. No, listen to these fuckers. Rah, 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 rah. Yeah. Everyone's just like, yeah, give everyone a chance. Them. Let's fucking support yeah. each other. Let's all get behind it and let's all succeed together kind of thing. 100%. Which is great. Yeah, it's crazy. It's really good. I love it. I've seen also, that. I also want to send a massive uh, a massive shout out. No worries, Juzzy. You don't have to shout me out. To people like Tim O'Connor. Um, Henry Brins, you know, like Josh McKernan, so some of the people that are just in there every week, Ross Mann, Brad Huxley, you know, Lance George, like just the people, Timmy Mack, you know, like who are jumping in every single week and they're chatting to us and they're engaging and they're watching the show. Um, we talk to a lot of them sort of behind the scenes and stuff as well. And, and you know, they're, they're all good blokes and they all know their shit and they've all got the time. Um, so, yeah, massive, massive shout out to them. And to a further extent, what Con said about just the, in general, the Supercoach community, the good guys like um, Kano and um, Adrianosaurus Rex and stuff, Adrianosaurus Rex, um, Costa, all, all the guys in the THC League and all the people from all the other podcasts. Like the, the THC. Everyone loves the THC. That's it. The, the, the TAC this year has just literally been an absolute game changer. You notice a lot of the podcasts have picked up, more have sprouted up, you know, like the quality and stuff of a bunch of them come up in the last year. And I'll put a lot of that down to the fact that everyone's all talking to each other and on the regular and stuff like that and sharing knowledge, sharing tips, sharing information. And yeah, just everything's getting better. And it's just great for 
uh, the people like me that have come along and just gone, hey, what's the super coach thing? Um, because yeah, there's just so much awesome quality content out there. People like the Whisperer and the Spy and stuff like that. And just, yeah, it's good to see more and more people coming along and doing their thing. Um, also want to say a massive shout out to particularly all the people in sort of the THC and in that world of content creation. As you guys know, it's a huge, huge, huge task. Your inbox is constantly flooded with messages from people. Um, keeping up with posting and creating content, whatever format you do is a huge task. Staying on top of the news, you know, watching every single game and being able to react to stuff as quickly as it happens. It's massive. So, yeah, good, good work on everyone out there who's, uh, who's putting the information out there because everyone's loving it and it's only uh, growing the game and making it stronger, which is what we all want. And um, I just want to put it out there, if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. And on thank that you note, forever. Friendship never ends. Thank you. Thank you, COVID, uh, for letting us do a podcast with Gregory for a year. Now, if you'd kindly yeah. fuck off so we can get Com back for yeah, next yeah, year, that would be dope. Can't um, come back last week. It was boring as fuck. Sorry, Ryan Seagull. No, no, say, say sorry to Bazza as well. Bazza stopped watching you. Oh, Baz. Baz used to watch Baz used to watch He doesn't mind a beer or two, but 14 cartons. 11 fucking 101s. Thank, thanks, thanks, Guy, Good for Baz. everything you do, mate, and for putting up with Con all year. Um, well, well, you've had fun. It's been fun expanding the team out this year. And, mate, Timmy, thank you. Thank you for, for coming on. Congratulations. And, uh, yeah. Congratulations, and, buddy. And, 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 and sorry in the same breath as that. Like, I, I wish your family all the best and the best of luck, man. Like, great hands in this, like, great hands in this country. We've probably got some of the best, like, medical places to go. So, very lucky in that respect. Yeah. So, um, good luck, man. Yep. Very confident we'll get it through, mate. We'll make it, we'll make it work and we'll make it happen. So, oh, no, good yeah, energy mate. out there. No um, doubt, no doubt. Good, good luck to everyone in there uh, for their teams, for the Super Coach, for, uh, for the, not for the finals. Well, for the, I was just about to say, finals. Timmy, how, how do we get involved in the Super Coach finals? I've been looking for the last I don't few think it's days. A thing. No, it's, it's, it's not I happening. I don't know how to get involved. It's, it's, not, not, happening. it's not happening, Tom. Tom it, was a, it was someone put it up. I think it was a fake post or something, but Tom sings it. Yeah, Tommy confirmed it on Twitter and then we've, in we've the already th talked about it. The practicality yeah, of it is impossible with the, how quickly the teams narrow down to the competition. So, no, yeah. I don't think it is. I think so Tom Sanks to do his fucking job properly. It's not all right, all right, all right, Gregory. All right, Gregory. Well, it should be what. highly possible. I'll tell you what, Gregory, you write how to do it into an email and you send it to Tom. All right. Well, you from unlimited trades and it's all fucking go well, oh, i don't think it's really that hard he needs Just to know his he, he needs to know his password before he can log on to his email don't get me wrong i knew i had him stumped with email but i just figured he might go try write it in a book or I, I don't think anyway, it's that hard when you've had what 47 weeks from the last finals to fucking get this one started? Well, what else do you get paid for? Uh, super coach do racing and super coach everything else. Anyway, it's job. been, it's been a great year. Me. 
Yeah, Thank you sorry, very I much. mixed mixed my words. Good luck in the finals for your teams that you support, and good luck for. Thanks for having me. 2021, boys. Thanks, Jimmy. All right. Cheers, boys. Stay peachy, peeps. Love you all. Have you stopped recording? Nope. No, not yet. No. Stop talking, Aaron. No, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs>